My wife looked at my... <laughs> Why is he talking? Oh my god. Who's, Literally. Who's, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> we can't hear the audio, dude. You couldn't? No. <laughs> I figured you were setting something up. I was telling a joke. <laughs> Anyways, let me finish the joke for the listeners yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, just yeah. hit us with a punchline. <laughs> my, wife looked, my wife looked at my son, who's seven, yesterday and told him his shoes were on the wrong feet. He said, they can't be. These are the only feet I have. All right. I'm going to cut this, and I'm going to go back to the... You and we're back. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. The gang couldn't hear my <laughs> audio correct. Oh, I did. Don't worry about it. I'll earn it plenty of times. No, uh, I waited until after Frank delivered his second dad joke of the first minute of the podcast. So, <laughs> And they were good. I'm Brian. They were here. good. I'm Brian here in North Texas, and I'm joined by two special people this evening. One of them more special than the other. Uh, Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? Go fuck yourself, Brian. Good talking to you. Uh, we're also joined for the first time in a long time, long time listener, first time guest, uh, Kevin up in Norman, Oklahoma. Kevin, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing fantastic, Brian. You've got a vest on in your house. Yeah, uh, just saving uh, on uh, heating up there. How, yeah, how cold is the rest of your family right now? <laughs> what is happening? It's pretty, it, it, it's pretty limited. So I've got, oh God, I've, I, I've, the office is basically all my own. So. Nobody else really comes in here. I shut the door, close the vents, open mm. the windows, so I mm. keep it like 63, 64 in here. The rest of the house is 70, 72. But okay. All right. I'm making sure that you, we don't need a call, like a house call on your on your family because you're just Naziing the thermostat everywhere. <laughs> they'll, they'll survive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how he feels. Yeah. See, it's yeah. pretty much already. I mean, he's like three quarters of the way to fascism. Kevin's got so, a bum fire in his office to keep himself yeah. warm. <laughs> No, actually, behind him, he just has like a wall full of thermostats. <laughs> Which one is sure, it? He makes, yeah, he makes sure the floor level and the ceiling are never more than five degrees different. Mm -hmm. That's how they get you. Big energy. That's, That's how they right. get you. Big, big thermo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> big thermo. Kevin, okay. So, first time guest on the show. This is a show about beer, right? Oh, yeah. What are you drinking tonight? All right. So, I had to start off with the Rolling Rock, right? That's That's just kind of... That's basically like water to me right now. So start off with a 16 ounce rolling rock. So as we discussed on last podcast or podcast before last, uh, we, we can in fact call that a tall boy. And that is correct nomenclature, right? Oh, correct. Oh, yeah, it's a 16 ounce. Yeah. Um, not the, yeah, with the, the, next, the, what's the next one's like a stove stovepipe, then oil can, stove then, pipe then what, whatever you call, like whatever you found that was like hobo hand job or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. It's a hobo, like a hobo size. <laughs> hobo pint. I mean. Yeah. It was something really not good. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, we're we're not here to offend people. No, we're here to have the wrong opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here to expose people's wrongness unless they're wrong, in which case they're fucking wrong. Yeah, fact factually wrong. I mean, if you're going to come on here with some QA non bullshit, <laughs> you're going to be a problem. <laughs> All right, Frank, uh, <laughs> what are you drinking? I saw you drinking a hazy boy, it looked like. All right. So um, I know I'm late to the party here. What? And I know Brian and I have had this beer together, um, and I just totally forgot about it. But St. Elmo is... No, Brian had it at a tasting. I, I, yeah, I have not we, had... We never had it together. Yeah, I know. Um, if you're in the Austin area, it's it's very obtainable. It's not difficult. Um, Obtain phenomenal. or attainable? Obtainable. 
I don't know if that's right. Um, you, yeah, you can obtain it. It's obtainable. What are you talking about? It works. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> kidding me right now. Webster's just introduced, uh, what was it? Irrelevant. D-O-H is a word now. So oh, no, it. that was years um, ago, Frank. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. And since years ago, I've been making up my own words. So <laughs> For uh, decades, I've been making up my yeah. own shit. No uh, one's ever so called So, come see, come okay? Um, St. <laughs> <Saint> Elbow. <laughs> um Donatello is their milkshake IPA. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. Um, it comes in a, get this, Ninja Turtle pack. Um, <clears throat> so we have... Never would have guessed. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Don't, don't even tell me. I'm guessing the blue one is Leonardo. The okay. orange one is Michelangelo. And the red one is Raphael. You are correct. Okay. Now, guess, do you want to guess their styles? Or are you like fucking a beer savant to that? I would one? say no. the Leonardo is like probably a lighter lager style. Or are they all IPAs? Well, you can't guess that. Well, no, no, no. Okay, you know what? Okay, are they all IPAs? Let me get 20 questions this thing. Okay. One of them, no, they're not all IPAs. Okay, then the answer is the answer is no. Okay, well, I didn't know how we're going with this. Okay, so if I'm guessing by personality type. That would be a disservice to the Ninja Turtles if they were all the same. Some people are assholes and they have no respect for the Ninja Turtle diversity, okay? So I would guess. Daniel's not one of those people. I I guess. I would guess Leonardo is something sophisticated, strict, and very true to style. So I would say something like a lager, like maybe an Italian lager or Italian Pilsner. Uh, then I would go Michelangelo off the wall. He's probably going to be like a West Coast IPA surfer style. And then I'm going to go uh, Raphael. Like uh, he's probably a little more tough. Like I don't know if they went as far as being like a pastry stout for Raphael, but he's also like he's he's wild, wicked, but like hardcore. So either if if I know that Donatello. Right, that's what you had tonight. Okay, so let me let me give you the styles because you're you're pretty spot on. Leonardo's okay. an Italian pilsner. Ooh, fuck yeah! <clears throat> Michelangelo. Now this is where he kind of went a little bit, but it's. Mm. I think we can give it to you. West Coast. It's a hazy IPA. Okay, oh, you know what? that's fine. Well, I figured with milkshake they wouldn't do another sort of hazy boy, but I guess that makes sense. Raphael. All right, Raphael. Uh, both uh, Kevin and Brian get a guess on this one. All right, so Brian, what'd you go with? Well, this no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a different one now because he's giving me that I'm not right with a stout. Um, yeah, stout's not right. Stout's not right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. So I don't. I don't know the. I don't know the the brewer so, very much. On this yeah. Show. So let me let me tell you what this release is. This release is for the summer, and the fall. It's not for uh, winter. So so get away from stouts. Get away from like amber. ESB or something. You're gonna say ESB or like pale ale maybe. Okay. Uh, so I would say, I say ESB and Pale Ale because their nears makes no difference. One's made in England, one's made in America with the different types of hops. Yeah. So I'll I would, I'll, I'll give you ESB Pale Ale. I will go with, you said my guess of what it wasn't. So I was going to say an Amber <laughs> Ale, but um, I'm going to say, shit. I, I, I don't know. What is it? Is it another, is it You're like an American lager? Is it a no, quad? It it's, it's actually the West Coast IPA. Fuck me in the butt. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You know what? For not knowing anything about this and just going into this absolutely stone cold, you have to admit Italian Pilsner, that's fucking gangster right there, right? Yeah, and 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 and, and to the listeners out there, that was a bit we made up on the spot. So, you know, <laughs> pod, podcasting isn't hard. Don't don't let them tell you otherwise. Yeah. I've been breaking my balls for 5 years on this goddamn show. Huh, how how dare yeah, don't you tell everybody that <laughs> right. son of a bitch <laughs> real quick luckily, though luckily luckily he popped out the kids before doing that yeah no <laughs> sh- 
balls are hammered ass right now. Uh, so real quick, Italian Pilsners are phenomenal. Um, they are going to be becoming a thing more and more, especially as um, about time. Lower ABV beers are gaining some respect in the world. They're the Rodney Dangerfields of the of the beer world. Um, so lower ABV beers, cleaner produced beers, um, a little fun and different as far as like dryness goes. Italian lagers, Italian pilsners, and Japanese lagers are like the two big uh, come uh, newcomers into the game. I just said come like New, four times. Mm, I'm, I'm mm. on board with that trend. I, so it's been like seven years since I've been to Italy, but when, when I was over there, man, I, I really enjoyed all the all the local beers that I had when I was there. Especially Oklahoma, Texas. You know, like mm-hmm. our weather is so hot. There is no part of me that in the middle of the summer goes to a brewery and goes, yeah, give me that thick milkshake IPA. None, no part. Like yeah. this is the only time of the year that I'll drink them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's um, not like vanilla goes well with summer foods. You're not going out and putting, getting, you know, oh, we're going to do kebabs on the barbecue. You got some grilled veggies and a fucking uh, vanilla milkshake IPA. <laughs> Yeah, and so, don't even get me started on the on the stouts. Like oh, it's yeah. not. I'll drink a stout in totally, summertime, but not not a not a pastry stout or anything like that. Yeah. No. So, so what, what what you guys are covering now, now now is one of the whole things that I feel like I really got from this cast before. You know, when when I was just listening to it um, several years ago, if I was if I was drinking beer, I didn't really stray. It was the same beer, basically rolling rock all the time. I didn't I didn't experiment. I didn't go out. It took me a while. To really understand that there's different beers for different occasions. I, I just drank the same thing all year long. So mm-hmm. it's it's I've shifted now to where I crave something during the summer, I crave something during the fall, I crave something during the winter. And it's that's just kind of an education thing that I, I, I didn't have before. But what's nice is I feel like that that's something that I get from this cast too. Go on, well, keep, thank you. keep keep going. Tell us how how else we've yeah, done really good. I like it. this. This is different than what we normally do. Yeah. It's just shit on each other. You tell us how other oh, good God. things we've done. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess who's your who's your favorite cast member? No, don't ask him Why that because it's none of us. <laughs> it's su- That's a super easy. Yeah, it's n- it's not us by a mile. <laughs> Parker is freaking awesome. <laughs> Kevin is Kevin is the head of the Parker fan club, Oklahoma, like yes, yes, uh, I, uh, region. <laughs> oh, it's annoying. Yeah, the, uh, the, you guys have talked about before, like there's there's a particular podcast that there are particular episode that was that's been played the most times mm-hmm. in on my phone in my vehicle. It's the one where Parker talks about the vasectomy. That is the funniest <laughs> shit I've heard in a long time. When he was like, it took me three samples to turn the negative. When he's trying to have the sample as warm as possible when he hands it off. Jesus, I about had an accident in my truck. <laughs> that is one of the better that is yeah. one of the better moments of this podcast. <laughs> we, we, so, so we've got we've got our, our five year anniversary coming up. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll probably wait to record the episode until everybody can actually get together for an episode. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things we've wanted to do is kind of review, you know, favorite p- kind of moments. Yeah. And that one should definitely be in there. And I think if anybody else has uh, moments that they vividly recall from, you know, listening to No Beer Left Behind, um, let us know. Uh, in the comments section, Brian's going to get those um, via <laughs> gmail.com, probably. <laughs> Give me has, anybody open, fucking... has anybody opened that email? Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, like, I, I just got an email earlier tonight, actually. Uh, whoever's oh, credit cool. card is on file with SoundCloud got charged. 
<laughs> yeah, that's mine. Which is, You're welcome. I see, it, I see it on there, and I'm like, well, I guess we're doing the podcast one more month. Uh, it's always fun. We've we've passed that bill around the horn. I think uh, Villem is in charge of the of the website uh, renewal every year, and uh, yeah, whoever's card is on file at the moment is on for SoundCloud, and I'm responsible for quality. And I have. Yeah, I think, it's real I mean, touch and go. Sometimes my quality's been overdrafted. <laughs> well, Brian tends to make investments that don't always work out on the quality oh, you, front. You notice that my headphones are different this week. It's because my old headphones yeah. broke. <laughs> no. That'll happen yeah. with one audio headphones. Although, I will say this. Even though they are from Shenzhen and they were really, really comfortable... Those headphones, I've had more like hours of use on those headphones than any other headphones I've ever owned. So well, that's a positive. I'd like to also just, I don't think there's a single thing that any of us are using probably that the parts don't come from Shenzhen. Yeah, but these are, I mean, that's one fair. audio, that literally, it's the, the name of the company is O-N-E-O-D-I-O. One audio. Uh, O-N-E-O. <laughs> one audio. What? Oh, okay, okay. One got it, got audio. It. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, I don't know that it said audio in the O. <laughs> Didn't, but they were like, oh, audio. oh, makes sense. Well, just to call it audio. O-D-I-O. Okay. <laughs> it's like so, O-G-O, except with a duh. <laughs> so you got you got a brand that actually sent you something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I obviously got my uh, floaty with... <laughs> what was supposed to be two attached motors to it hey. that ended up being nothing more than a boogie board for a two-year-old. You're talking to, um, you're talking with a man who like direct requested an explanation and visuals of the floaty and the giant redwood mm-hmm. table. And it's not yes. me. So I have Kevin has texted me directly asking for this information. Oh, okay. Well, Kevin, I will show you the giant redwood table here tonight. That, um, that is that, hold on. Garage, right? No, no, oh, not it's anymore. No longer in there. No, because did after I in the house? after I gave him some it's shit, it's on the patio. It's 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 enough. complete. Well, his patio is also like he's describing his entire backyard at this point, <laughs> or like three quarters of his backyard. <laughs> no, it's just the middle of the patio. But yeah. Um, so, so I guess where I was going with that line of, uh, Sorry. you know, the setup was not a dad joke. It was more along the lines of sure. Kevin, have you ever ordered something from China that you totally regret via Instagram, WhatsApp? I guess you could do it too. Maybe Wemo. We, we don't even, we don't even have to go that far. Kevin has been sent as a deliverable package to a country he didn't want to go to. Oh God. <laughs> when I got stuck in Africa. Yes. <laughs> and Frank, not that part of Africa. <laughs> no, it, this was. No, I'm this guessing was, it's the oil part. The, this the, was sketches all shit. The but. Chad part. <laughs> I, yeah, oh I get, yeah, I, no, I, no, no. So you don't ever voluntarily go to Chad. No, no. of course. You I mean, don't. it is the Chad of the world, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I got, I got out. So like why did you? Times, hold though. on, real quick, Frank. Why did you send me the fucking pictures? Because I can't share my screen. So oh, I forgot. Airdrop them to your screen and then share. Yeah, come on now. I, well, first off, I also can't airdrop because I have Android. Kevin, go on. Sorry. Did, no, no. So when it comes to buying buying stuff overseas or stuff that I just regret. Dude, I'm pretty good about about not doing that. Uh, <laughs> my wife, on the other hand, is, is is not. She will buy random crap all the time and then just send it back, yep. which is just pisses me smooth off because I'm like, why, why are you 
spending money for me to do work. Mm. Um, no, because so, you have to send it back. It's not like yeah, an yeah, auto. It's, it's me. Okay, uh, yeah. That's can we can we discuss that little point right there? Yeah. <clears throat> it is never, honey. I'm about to drop this off at USBS. Uh-huh. Do you need me to take anything? It's, hon, I forgot it on the counter. Can you please pick it up and drop it at USBS? <laughs> Conveniently, <laughs> always is the case. Like. I mean, and, and then, then you miss it one day and it's, you were supposed to drop that off. You're oh, like, well, because it's like a $40 kit, like charge yeah. then at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, you know, um, I can count on the fucking air droplets in my house. How many times you've fucking, you know, <laughs> gone and dropped anything off at USBS on my behalf. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. Totally get that. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a huge stickler for um like i read reviews and look a bunch of stuff and 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 i will i will research something way way too much before i actually actually buy it because for for some reason when i grew up like if i bought something like as a kid if i spent my hard-earned money and i bought something and i immediately regretted it my parents were just like yeah you're shit out of luck you you shouldn't have done that yeah now you're now you're dealing with that for the rest of your life (laughs) (laughs) so here's 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 a good idea for a business okay can't you wait. offer package pickup okay. to reship. All right. Charge charge two bucks. I'd pay it every single fucking time. Mm. Charge me two bucks. Come by my house. Drop it at my shipper. You know, oh, that's my mistake. Perfect. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm I'm looking at pictures now of of Frank's table. Do you see how large this thing that, is, dude? That is that is legitimate though. So I I fully understand why you kept that and why you went through the trouble with it and that that the the sort of stuff like that that you can make like that just stays around forever and it, it becomes something special but that is a weird shape yeah it is. <laughs> but it is, uh, there's there's so many portions of that, that just there's spaces that aren't there it's like yeah that. i was gonna say it's unusable the unusable space is what gets me of a, it's like a three-leaf clover if the inside of the clovers were hollow yeah I mean, exactly. it's cool. It's cool as shit to look at, one thousand percent. Because the it's like that, like gnarled wood. It's fucking yep. badass. But Frank, I gotta be honest. I don't, you, what's the so? What's the plan? You walk. You, can you walk us through? So, yeah. The, so we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, some squatting stools that you yep. end up like. Okay. You know, pulling up to the table. It'll be like a cigar smoking area. Okay. That's. I mean, that's, that'll be it. There's nothing. So so. If we're going to be very honest about this, you could put it in the middle of like a really large patio yeah, with chairs around it and whatnot. Um, my covered patio it's, wouldn't work. No. Um, Your covered patio is big, but it's like it's in a it's in portrait mode and you need this thing yeah. to be in square Instagram mode. Exactly. For this to work. So and then I could put it out on the non-covered patio, but that would ruin it really quick. Yeah, I was gonna say if it even um, even if it's treated, you, there's so many nooks and crannies in there that it's not gonna it's is not it, gonna hold up. Is it up not to, treated? Do you not have it like varnished or anything? No. So it 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 is. Um, okay. So it got. Long story short, uh, this was a gift from the former uh, some Dominican. I don't know if it was the president. Like but they dignitary. did this big. I got that email they, once. No, they no, did this no, that's big, a different one. <laughs> they did. They did a, a rather large dam in the middle of the country mm-hmm. where they dammed up one of the rivers, and it it happened to be that along the banks there was a very large mahogany mangrove. Um. So before, 
uh, being that mahogany is a kind of a sought after wood, right? Before they dammed up the river, they cut down all the mahogany. And then as a gift uh, to various sort of attaches, they w- they unrooted some of the mahoganies and cut these root slices <clears throat> and let them dry. And then they they dipped them in this like, so they, they put filler putty where, where it was needed. And then they dipped it in this brown lacquer. Um, and it was like this light brown lacquer. Yeah. And it, you couldn't see grain through it, nothing. It was just like a root that was painted brown. Mm. Um, so then as soon as um, her grandpa said, because I, when I went there, I was like, man, that would be so cool if someone sanded that down and, you know, left it just as the root. Because the root has the most wicked, like, colors and the gnarliest curls and stuff. So I was like, okay, it's going to be awesome. Um, so I got it here at the house, and that was a whole excursion. But I, I started sanding it down, and I saw, you know, it was underneath all that color. Um, and I couldn't personally flip the table and get into the crannies. I didn't have the materials. Or the, like, manpower, because it's not like it's a fucking lightweight material. It's true. Goddamn heavy as shit. <laughs> true. But so I didn't, I didn't have a sandblaster. So, um, the, to get into those nooks, you need one. The, um, the shop here, uh, I don't, it's, it was, this guy's really good at, he's a cabinet maker, um, sort of a fine crafts woodman, a fine wood craftsman. No, craft uh, woodman is fine too. I, it yeah, used to be well, my nickname know, while in college. While, while dough is in the, in the dictionary, <laughs> might as well go for it. Um, so he, uh, he, well he didn't actually even like take a good look at the table he just heard we had this table that needed to be redone and he goes oh yeah i can do it here's the price i was like okay (laughs) he never came and looked at it so he came and picked it up and he goes oh it's a little bigger than i thought it was (laughs) like yeah probably about three times what you thought (laughs) i mean this shit's like eight feet across (laughs) yeah dude okay okay, and to refinish that table good luck he charged he charged us twenty seven hundred dollars Okay, that's that's. I mean, it's a that lot of work. Virtu- it's virtually free, dude. Yeah, like, I was gonna say he did a lot on, of work. He had that table for tons of elbow grease. Yeah, he had that table for four fucking months. Okay, so here's what he did. Let me let me tell you. So he took this table, and I was like, as soon as he quoted us, I was like, take it, take it, take it. No one's <laughs> We're not gonna see it for a year and a half. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Go. I don't care. I don't care. I was like, I've got the pictures. I own it. His insurance company will pay back for it. Because um, I had looked online, and I was like, you know, what's, like, what are these things valued? They're incredible. A, astronomical. Yeah. Um, it's like, I don't know why. Um, to your point, it's oblong. I'm not sure where you put it. But, but like any live... tend to pay a lot for it. Like what they call live edge wood. Like that shit is so expensive because it is such a natural look. And if you're going for that look in any sort of house or like corporate headquarters, because honestly, that's where a piece like that would live in my mind. That's true. It's true. Yeah. I, like it, there's no no telling how much people are willing to spend for it. So yeah. like the fact that it was only 2700 bucks and it only took him four months to do it, that dude is a badass. Because yeah. that is a shit ton of work. I, I anyway, I'm I'm happy that you're moving along with it because every time that I've like over the years when I've seen it in your possession, I've always kind of chuckled to myself like, "What the fuck is Frank going to do with this?" And to see you moving moving forward with it, I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's actually going to be badass." Because y'all like 
of all the people that I know, these two people in general here, Kevin and Frank, are going to do, if they're going to do something, they're going to do it the right way. And regardless of time and effort, you know? Uh, so one thing that we have not touched on that I think Wait, 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 wait. I, I had one, one thing about this table that I did not get to that I think, based on the fact that we now have Kevin back, because he needed to go get more beer. Um, oh, Voodoo Ranger. That's good. Um, right. It's good stuff. So... Um, we um, we get this table back, and the only thing the guy tells me, he's like, you know, um, table's delivered, looks good. He goes, by the way, got a message from the sandblaster, told me, don't ever bring one of those fucking things over here again. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> he did the most work. That dude was like the saving grace of this whole project. I'm sure. Because um, every sandblaster he called wouldn't take it. So he finally found this guy with this with a sandblasting booth like at his the house size that you need for like a car. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, I could fit it because everybody else was like, yeah, my booth's not big enough for yeah, that. Sandblasting no is usually yourself. like small tools under four feet. I, I just thought of something. That is the perfect social distancing table, though. Oh, yeah. There's, there's <laughs> Absolutely. no way you can sit at it and be close. <laughs> <laughs> no, at at its at its length, it is seven and a half feet across. Holy fuck! <laughs> so is it is it something that I, I know it's it, it's relatively low right now in terms of like a coffee table type type height? Do you have the ability at any point in time to to set it at a higher? That's yeah, a good you, question. You could, you could. You, the only thing you'd have to do then is you probably have to. So we were going to, but it's going to take too long. Um, you'd have to strap it tight for probably about six months to get it to, you know, reform and yeah. then bolt it <clears throat> at, at the edges to make oh. sure it like, Oh, I'm thinking, you know. I'm, I'm thinking along with Kevin on this in that if you put like a billet stand underneath the platform, like you have a custom metal stand built for it, you could raise it up and still have that oblong awkward shape, but then raise it up to like table height rather than yeah. like shin yeah. knee so height. You, yeah. You can certainly do that. What I'm saying is, is for it to not be, for it to be level, mm. the first thing you'd have to do is really pull it tight. Um, we didn't do that because it was never that way. Well, I was going to say, it's uh, also when, when like... we got it. It's probably like... what? Is, how old is that? 40 years old? 30 years old? Yeah, it's probably a good... Uh, it's from the 70s, so okay, almost so 60 now. Yeah. Well, 50, but okay. But yes. 50, well, we're going to call it almost 60. Uh, It'll be around. I mean, whatever. if it was from 71, then uh, yes, I would say. Neither here nor there. How tall are you, Brian? I don't know. About 5 foot 10. Easy. Oh, ten and a half. No, not even. Not <laughs> even. Nine and a half. Who cares? Five, five foot nine yeah. and a half. Nine and three quarters. Ten. Mm. If my hair is long. Ten yeah. ish. Kevin, how tall are you? Let me make myself feel good. <laughs> I'm Just kidding. I'm five kidding. foot. Okay. All right. I was <laughs> a little. Exactly. No. Exactly. So you know, you what don't I was need to be exact. What I was. What I was leading into about uh, you two people in general, you uh, Frank and Kevin is that you two share a lot of similarities in that what you do, you do right, no matter what it takes to do it. And I say that full full knowing that, Frank, I've known you for 15 years now, or as you say it, 35 years, um, because you round... Well, it's closer to 35. You round weird. Uh, but Kevin, I have actually known for, holy fuck, almost 30 years. It's like yeah, 20, it's 28 years, 29 years. The only other person who I've known and kept in my life longer is our buddy Aaron, 
which I mean, God bless his heart. He does. He's, he tries, uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a unique individual. Yes. But, <laughs> but we love Aaron. Yeah. But like I've, I've known Kevin longer than most people ever. Uh, I've shared I Brian his first tattoo. Yeah. Kevin stabbed me in fifth grade and I still have the pencil in uh, the pencil lead oh, in my yeah, arm. I've got one of those too. Yeah. But do you yeah. still talk to that person? Do you, do you refer to that? Does your child refer to that person as uncle? <laughs> Cause normally, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually like, why are you looking that high up on your arm? What happened to you? Was, no, were you, was, was someone defending themselves against just you? Trying to, just trying to find it again. I've also got moles, so I need to like you know look real close. God, you should you go really to a don't doctor. Understand your body, do you? Yeah, you don't. He doesn't at all. Like, oh, this thing's been raised for about ten years and growing. You got to go get that check. Buddy. I don't. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> no, so well, most I've, of the time we're just like, fuck it. I only got one. Right, YOLO, and then you just keep going. No, but Kevin, I've literally known since I was in first grade playing Mad Max or uh, uh, what the fucking uh, uh, Mini Max. Matt, what the fucking the little mini. I don't know. First grade Fairly was something else. No kids choice. Second no grade was Pogs. No, it first grade. Remember, there was there was Polly Pocket, and then for boys, there was oh, this God. other not Polly Pocket, not Polly cool. Pocket. It was like Mini Max or some shit like that. I had yeah. the Skull Island. Oh, it was sick oh as fuck. Jesus! I haven't thought about that in thirty years. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome. You and I used to play that shit every day oh, in yes. first grade. It was badass. We were the coolest kids in class. Everybody wanted to be with us, but you couldn't because you didn't have the fucking Mini Max or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> I do remember that. Jeez, I haven't thought about that. Wow. Anyway, pogs Kevin, are still cool though. Pogs are not cool, and having as, as coming from a person who had way too many pogs, pogs were never yeah. that cool. Honestly, Dude, uh, I don't know why we liked those so much, but slammers were the shit. No, and they yeah, weren't. You get the holographic ones; it was even better. Uh, it's just a stick. True. Sure. <laughs> some stupid stuff. <clears throat> well, and now it, just it kept you entertained without you know like mm. turning on a TV. Oh yeah, I just, it, it taught you consequences. Exactly. <laughs> and betting, betting as well. Right. getting so pissed about that. Oh, we should get into betting just for a second. Mighty Max, okay. that was the name of the toy. Mighty Max. Mighty Max. I was gonna say so Mini Max pulls up uh, multiple sclerosis. Yeah, I was gonna say Mini Max um, is like a venereal disease. You gotta fucking be careful. I wasn't gonna say anything about it, but I was going to. I'm sorry. Um, so, no. So, so betting, right? So, I bet everybody's heard of this. Uh, stock trading app out there called Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah, they got killed recently, okay. didn't they? Holy no, so not the right word. They got hammered. They got some violations, but um so Robin Hood uh has essentially gamified investing and it is insulting how like they they okay so with Robin Hood when you sign up they tell you you get a free stock. And you don't just get a free stock. You have to scratch a lottery ticket to figure out which stock it is. Oh, that's okay. not good. <laughs> for investing. Okay. <laughs> then they allow you to sign up for options trading. Options trading is something that you truly vet people's net worth. Like yeah. you call banks and shit for. They allow people to sign up for options trading. They get approved with like nothing. Um, within minutes of them signing up for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a lotto scratcher is how they're fucking selling this. <laughs> You're visually stepping on the bit, Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just for the, for us, <laughs> not necessarily the people at home. All right. Yeah. So, so your, your stock is picked via lotto scratcher. You can trade options with virtually no validation that you're even able to do it. Yeah. Um, and then third, probably the most insulting component of this 
is when you go trade a stock, the very first thing that pops up is not buy the stock. It is buy options. Options are lottery tickets. Uh. Like they, they have literally no value in investing other than people entertaining themselves through, um, um, you know, betting on movement in the stock or hedging against big movements. That's, that's their only purpose. Yeah. Um, you never buy options going, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to quintuple my money. Right. Sometimes you do, but it's not your intent going into it. Right. But it's because of this gamification of investing, Robinhood has turned these like Wall Street bets people into just gambling addicts uh, and they're doing it in the stock market. <laughs> Legalized gambling. Crazy. That's nonsense, yeah, it's dude. Fucking nuts. <clears throat> so I. Tell us, Frank. I can't remember what they got fined for. I mean, it was what what the specifics were of that. I don't. I don't actually know. Let me. I'll look it up real quick. But they. they so Robinhood has has had several run-ins um, with how they're um, advertising. Right. So I, long ago on this podcast, I brought up the fact that people think they're. Um, using these tools for free, but they're not using it for free. Microtransactions. Yeah, right? their trades actually get gets sold to what's called the dark pool. And the dark pool has a group of institutional investors looking to buy their shares at fractional uh, uh, profits to Robinhood. So Robinhood will buy it and then sell it to the institution. Doesn't um, that... That's pennies a so, share. Yep. So listen, thinking back now to... When I heard about it on the news, it was it was a misrepresentation of, of both. I think something to do with some of the fees, but as well as their associations of with with other with other markets or with other other companies and what they were kind of pushing as like uh, advertised uh, 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 shares and companies uh, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, they advertise it as a free platform. It's not free. Um, you don't pay a commission to trade but your trade is going through a pre-selected group of investors that will scalp, which if you don't know what scalping is, go look it up. It's Investopedia will tell you, but essentially they're going to buy your shares for a quarter or half penny lower from the dark pool than they could sell it in the open market. And it's totally legal to do that. Um, <clears throat> Problem is, if Robinhood advertises it as completely free and open, um, it's not exactly true. So yeah. it's none of, none of these platforms that are tech revolutions in in fintech are are revolutions at all. Um, they existed. Oscar is another one that um, uh, he said next Sachs to owns. He said next to Angela and Kevin. Yes, that's true. That also is true. Um, but Oscar is owned by <clears throat> Goldman Sachs. Like all, all of these platforms, if you are truly freely investing, right, you pay no commission on the front end, um, just use limit orders. Don't do market. If you use a limit order, they can't do this. They have to present it to the open market because they have to give you the amount of money that you're asking for. If you use a market order, which most people do because it's the easiest one to go through, the market order gets scalped. It always does. Um, someone buys it and then sells it through um, through the open market, probably via a limit order. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially what they got fined for. It's not, I don't know. The whole thing's fucked. Like, stock trading in general at the moment, 
it's not what it used to be unless you're like unless you've done it for a long time it used to be uh simpler fair to an extent um well things I mean, made a little bit more sense than they do now well like, i mean like anytime you like anytime you complicate the uh, like any sort of market whether it's buying shit online or buying stocks online like anytime you complicate it and make it a grayer area like you then let people come in and take some things that they maybe are not disclosing exactly what they're taking and i say that because like that's what holds a lot of people up from like using cryptocurrency as like things uh, as as currency to buy goods online you know because like because there is any sort of um uh, fucking what am i trying to say here where you take one currency and move it to another what is that fucking conversion conversion uh process happening like there is room for people to come in and do nefarious things yeah, yeah, right yeah no if you take a security and you trade it for another there's room to scalp and scalping is yeah. not nefarious it's not well i so say nefarious I, from a know, lay standpoint no yeah. i understand but it's a reseller right so yeah. people get pissed that like sneaker resellers don't get pissed at them playstation resellers don't get pissed at them uh, it's if the there's same thing too like much supply of playstations mm-hmm. then eventually they're not going to be able to scalp on it i was going to say that's like the secondary market for beer and whiskey and bourbon yeah. like it's it you're you're paying someone's overhead for storing securing and reselling that product to <laughs> yeah, you they, that they, you can't physically go pick up and, was, and yeah the downside yeah. to that is that effort in the secondary markets of alcohol are really bullshit it has more to do with geography and what what limits and what value we put on the geographical uh, uh, or the proximity to um, these release points that are blown out of proportion and are fucking stupid. Isn't there a a, a term for that, right? Something like contango where the, where the, the, the asset is worth more in the future than it is today. So you, you, it makes sense to store it for a period of time. Oh, Uh, that's smart. Yeah. So it, um, Kevin, is that contango? Kevin, you can't bring up, you can't bring up terminology that makes sense. Contango. Yeah. So, so, um, no, sorry. It's backwardation. It's not contango. What is, um, backwardation sounds. No, sorry. That is contango. Backwardation is the opposite. So, so, um, it, it, yes. So that was when oil was down at like negative amounts, people just stored it and then until it ran out of storage space. That's when I got my gas hole in my backyard. I just poured gas into a hole (laughs) in my backyard. So, (laughs) So when when that happened, you know, a lot of investors went in and they tried to figure out if they could get warehouse space approved to just buy oil so they could sell it. Um, so yeah, it, it, it that's a different story, right? So um, in commodity markets is where that happens, where you have an actual physical good. So it does happen in the beer and bourbon and all that industry. In the in the um, investor community, so Brian's point on Bitcoin or stocks in general, um, the scalping in those. So there, there's actually speaking of you know um, cryptocurrency XRP, which was Ripple, um, completely got demolished over the last ten days um, as a cryptocurrency. They got demolished because uh, they had withheld the amount of outstanding coins the true amount to the whole community so people people thought there was a finite amount the the key to cryptocurrency is that there's a finite amount 
Um, if it's infinite, why would you pay $28,000 for a fucking Bitcoin? So they thought it was like gold. These motherfuckers went and disclosed, oh, there's 3 million more Ripple coins out there. And boy, did they get fucked. <laughs> so right. um, the, SC, the SEC came out and they're like, you can't do that. Um, if you're operating this as a legitimate market with finite you know, volume, you have to disclose when you're going to file to issue more uh, Ripple. You can't just introduce it into the market through your own accounts. Um, and that's what happened to them. So they got fucked. Their whole community is fucked. Anybody that, that currently holds Ripple, if you're not selling it, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, but if you, if you like... Uh, if you look at it right, like from a securities perspective, there are these boundaries that we set up. Robinhood, XRP, they're, they're financial innovations that are trying to do what people have done over centuries for the since the existence of markets. Right. They're trying to exploit people, uh, exploit people's ability to, you know, find a buyer for their good or find a seller willing to sell. Right. And if you if you can exploit that relationship at any point in time, there's money to be made. Efficient markets introduce those two people. And the middleman, Robinhood acting as the middleman and pr producing this dark pool before you get to you know, the actual buyer is, is not healthy for market making. It's not healthy for anybody. They're just a reseller. They have no, they, they literally have no skin in the game, but they make millions and billions of dollars uh, doing it it's fucking insulting um it, it 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 has no business operating if you have a robin hood account and you're not switching it what are you doing um it makes no sense robin hood shouldn't exist it just shouldn't exist i, I listen like this this conversation <laughs> is super super apt because i've just spent the day watching uh clips from the movie margin call have you oh, guys yeah. seen that one what is margin call that. dude it's got it's got it's so many a-list actors in it. Jeremy Isn't Irons, Shiloh? Uh, no, it's not Shiloh. Kevin Spacey, uh, Paul Bettany. Wait, um, hold on. Yeah. Kevin Spacey's in a in a in a movie, and we're oh yeah, and he's he's an asshole. Well, oh, yeah. Imagine no, that. I mean, this was he this fucked was all. A, oh, okay, I mean, this is a while it goes back, back to oh, okay. it goes back to people having an idea that makes a ton of money, but is really bad for other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kevin Spacey would be in that movie. <laughs> hey, yeah, pretty if, much. If I yeah, sexually but his dog dies, do you feel bad for him? Right? No, I don't. He sexually you assaulted feel, a lot no, of dudes. No, you feel bad for the dog. No, yeah. you do feel bad for the dog. No, that dog. Dude, a I, dog came back as another dog. I'm 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 convinced of it. Dogs will always become dogs, and they will always get a a, ni a nice household where they will. But it is. Be hold on. So so. Polite. Kevin brought up something. a very good point. Right. Hear. So oh, fuck. if your if your if your business is taking away the ability for other people to succeed, right? E even if it's marginal, like let's say you, you run this mutual fund that's charging someone three and a half percent a year. And on average, you generate 7%. So what are you generating them? 4%. What's inflation taking? Two. What are they actually getting? Two and a half. So you're, you're taking more than you're giving them in return. Okay. So if you, if that's your business model, you are, you are only a fucking sucker on society. You don't deserve any sort of credit for being smart. You don't deserve any sort of, well, your business model doesn't operate in a responsible manner. You are the definition of, of pure capitalism and pure capitalism fucking sucks. So 
if 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 we're if we're sitting here, you know, debating what's beneficial to society, and people are trying to look out for the bankers, people are trying to look out for the Jeff Bezoses of the world, we're wasting our time. Um, these are not individuals who contribute like any of us on this podcast do on a daily basis to the operations of society. Right. Um, they just don't. They they they're so far ahead in terms of both what they can afford what they could give two shits less about what they can 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 operate with or without on a daily basis it's it's so beyond your understanding that they don't even need to be in this discussion same thing goes for you know the 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 systems that suck from society it's like the robin hoods of the world you don't need to defend them. If the SEC takes them down, let them take them down. They they understand these markets better than you do. XRP with Ripple. There's a bunch of people shitting their pants. Well, I own Ripple. Well, maybe you should have considered it's a fucking cryptocurrency. These things aren't regulated. You bought into a risk. Sorry, it didn't work out. If someone showed up tomorrow and said there's double the amount of Bitcoin out there, that market would be fucked. And that's what Ripple did today. Like, yeah, they should be fucked. I'm sorry. So, so one of the things that this whole this whole conversation makes me makes me think about, and and something that I I feel really passionately about. So, um, so say say you're in, you're an engineer and you're going to get your your license as a professional engineer. You have to take a test where they have um, uh, they have ethics questions on there. there there's a there's a emphasis on on ethics in in college in school. There there's not, or or if there is, it's very very minimal and i've noticed as i've grown older and experienced more things throughout my career that and i think there's just a a lack of an emphasis on ethics just just kind of stuff that you were talking about and i really wish that we we built that at a much younger age and we laid some of that foundation whether it be in high school whether it be in college there's so many times where i i have to or i feel like people need to be making decisions based on more solid ethics rather than just what makes the most money. And yeah, what's the bottom yeah, line? Yeah, Kevin, exactly. <clears throat> uh, you're you in a, a you, way more unique situation than anyone else has ever on this cast. You and I have had the same, like, high school, college education. Like, we we all we went to the same school from the time we were in kindergarten beyond. Yeah, how uh, the hell do we make it to where we are? I don't know. I think really luck. Honestly, if you fucking... You, you pull the trigger enough times, it's going to come up blank in the old cylinder. <laughs> but... Yeah, we're, we're, we're very lucky we, we, we survived this long. Right? But you, you came up with something... Like, you talk about ethics and how it was never taught in, uh, you know, in our, uh, our school's, like, upbringing. But, like... How many times was capitalism talked about and like laissez-faire being something that is like what we fucking live by in in the, a capitalist society? And but like, that's it, that, so so you're right. Um, it's 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 ethics, mm-hmm. but more importantly, it's ethics rooted in a transactional society. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's not about, it's not about doing what's best for your neighbor. It's about doing what's best for you and your company that you're working for. Irregardless. And I'm saying that because that's a word in in the Webster's dictionary now. It is. Yeah. But like, like regardless of what the outcome is for the person around you and the, your neighbor at the end of the day. Okay. But, but I think, I think so. I guess that was one way I could have meant that, but I meant it actually a little bit different is so 
No, I'm ethics. Sorry. We're 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 telling you the way you should have meant it. No, I'm just I'm kidding. No, I'm but kidding. ethics ethics with regard to transactional economies, right? So it's like in a transactional economy, we each have power, right? And the power that you wield is based on uh, a couple of different things, right? It's based on intellect for one. It's definitely based on uh, your ability to uh, gather. Uh, resources, be it monetary or otherwise. And then um, it's based on uh, your ability to impact human decisions, right? So probably a couple more, but I think like just coming up with this sort of thing on my own, these three, these three things tend to kind of hold true within capitalism, right? If you use any of those things to take another person's ability away or reduce their ability to to exploit their own three things, uh, capitalism has run amok. It's it's right. it makes no sense that as an individual, right, because I have capital, um, or or because I'm attempting to obtain capital, so I take a risk, right? I go get a college education. Now I've got this education, um, but it came with some debt, and now a pandemic happened. We go, oh. Huh. Frank, God, thanks for playing. Paching, fuck you. Yeah, uh, you know this whole two thousand uh, dollar uh, uh, <laughs> payment uh, that that we're still fucking talking about yeah. in today's society is like, oh, okay, so we're just sending people down this slide that they can't climb back out of. Yep, because what they try to better themselves, they try to actually better society, they try to get into a position in their lives where. They can participate on these three factors or yep. whatever, you know, like it's just I, capitalism is such a fucked up view on pure capitalism. I am a capitalist, but I am not a pure capitalist. I'm no, a social capitalist. You have to have some boundaries on that, right? Because you see yeah. the, the impact that it has on the people around you and the people around you, meaning more than just, uh, you know. Oh, the 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 people living out and living outdoors. Like, no, 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 no. You're talking about the person who lives next door to you who might lose their fucking house because your capitalistic view has taken you down so far this path that you cannot see any other way than help only you to move forward. Yeah, and like, and that's something that uh, Frank I've always respected about you um, is that you've been open and able to have that conversation and have an intellectual conversation about this. It's not necessarily. <laughs> it's not necessarily something that is like, oh, this is a fucked up, a fucked up view in general. No, this is a well thought out, educated view on how society should operate and still grow within the capacity of capitalism, right? Like, yeah, it's so. So I think, and I, I've got to give credit to, and I know in America it's not very encouraged, but I read. The oh, books. You mean reading? Movie. Reading is not encouraged oh, in America. God damn it, Frank! That, How dare true, you un- uncover what has been hidden for so long? <laughs> but no. But so, so <laughs> I, I read John uh, Maynard Keynes or Keynes, depending on which part of the world you're yeah. from. Um, I read Adam Smith, and I read Karl Marx. And you, once you do that, like it's it's almost like economics is abstract, but it's not. Right. There are these various theories as to why uh, you can incentivize someone to do something to benefit themselves, be it economically, be it for society, be it for. And that's the basis of economics. Right. Is like we've got these various systems that we operate within and no system is perfect. 
So pure capitalism tends to lead to oligarchy slash monarchy. Pure uh, communism tends to lead to just entire dictatorships. Right. Um, and then socialism normally is sort of kind of balanced between the two, two, uh, the two, but it could lead either way, right? So if socialism takes too far down the down the um, sort of uh, communist road, it could it could lead to communism. Or if you have zero socialism, you kind of move towards um, that that monarchy oligarchical side of things. But right. And all within itself, if you don't want to read the various most respected economists of the last, I mean, 200 years two 500 years, yeah. pretty much, um, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're trying to put yourself into this box. And economics is never a box. It's It never is. I mean, right. think about 10 years ago, we talked about the nation's debt being the worst thing in the world. I never subscribe to it because <clears throat> as long as the nation can afford the interest payment on the debt and you don't keep running deficits, which is actually the problem, um, the nation can operate. It's not a problem. Society will outgrow what the debt is. Um, now it's not a problem because all of a sudden people kind of analyzed the problem and they said, well, maybe it's not that big of a deal, right? Um, maybe what we, what we did to Greece was not fair. And I know on this podcast, many a times I brought it up, it wasn't fair. Yeah. Um, so if you, if, you, if you are in this box in a terms of like from an economic term and you say, I am a fucking capitalist, I am a socialist, I am a communist, you are so short-sighted, you are doing yourself such a big disservice because there are things to be drawn from all of those theories that matter, that can benefit society. They just yeah. will. So do, do you think, now I'm kind of going back to, a, to something that I brought up before. Do you think ignorance plays plays a big part in, in how we approach things? Because um, I think, I talked about ethics before. I think I think economics is a, is a huge piece. That is a, a, a fundamental building block of existing in, in modern society and we don't always teach it as well as we should. I, I think a, a large portion of the population do, does not understand what capitalism is, what socialism is, what communism is, and understanding what those are and where they work and where they don't and how they're applied. I think that's that's something that we're just not we're not doing as well as we should on. I, I think you're so absolutely. Um not even just like I mean, one million percent. It's it, economics. So people keep going like we need to teach financial literacy, how to file taxes, all that shit. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. YouTube can do that for people. Have some good self-help finance guides out there. It's simple. Most people need to understand kind of the the fucking bottom of the barrel how to just how to how to develop a budget. Um, pass math. Take the class. Um, you know, how do I structure my investments? Most of the time, diversify, buy ETFs with uh, target dates. You know, like you've got you've got some simple things that you can teach people that'll help them a lot. Um, economics is, I mean, I've always thought this. It is the, I think it's the most important. I'm going to call it a social science because it's all based on theories. Um, there, there is not a lot of hard truth behind economics. Um, it, it is malleable, as it were. Um, 
because society changes and the, the amount of variables that goes into any economic system are so vast yeah. that we could only be directionally correct when it comes to an economic theory. So that's why when you subscribe to capitalism and you don't truly understand what it is, you're fucking yourself. Literally, like go sit on a dildo in a park and you'd be doing the world a favor. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. All right. That's it a little makes different. No sense. Like, no, I was it gonna, is ignorant mm, as fuck. I was going to say, come out mm. and like, no, dude, I'm so sick of the people who like, if you agree with Biden, you're, you're a commie or a socialist. So you, dude, fuck you. Literally, go jump off a fucking cliff. You would be doing everybody a favor. You are so short sighted. And that's the problem is like, we've got so much financial illiteracy coupled with economic illiteracy and just societal well-being um, um, issues that people just they feel like economics and 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 political uh, class rule systems can be involved like because communism is obviously a dictatorship and you're like well no actually it's not um, it's not without an embargo Cuba would be just fine <laughs> so so there's all the, the all the discussion on on economic theories and policy and, and 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 structures. At the same time, I just want the just an average person that I walk up to on the street to know what inflation is, to know yep. what rate of return means or return on investment. Just to know, you went to public school in Oklahoma. That's not going to happen. I, I I know, never going to fucking but happen. It's, it's it's one of those things that as as I've grown older and and maybe get just slightly wiser that i just wish more people knew and um hey take that wish put that in one hand and then take the other hand and put that under your ass and take a shit in it and see which one fills up first because that's the world that we're fucking living in because we have people who can't acknowledge that if we don't send kids to school they won't get covid and then that won't be spread to a bunch of unpeople that that we're fucking living in that society we like asking for fucking understanding of inflation in future dollars value is so far beyond the average person's comprehension that it's fucking painful. Yeah. That's why I stick I mean, to that's why I stick to what I liked in the last 12 months. You know what I mean? That's called a segue. Okay, one second. God damn it, Frank. This is the second no, sub no, no. segue that you fucked us over. God the, damn it. Listen. Listen. The most powerful thing uh, for a human mind to understand is compound interest. So if if you sit around and you don't know what that means, open up a finance book and start reading because Just until Google you it. get to that 4.2 Kevin, it, I'm going to tell you right now 4.2 4.2 is the number you're looking for. Yeah, it's just it, it, it I think this yeah, I, I had a good time in that that bit by the way. Like it's definitely mm. important that people get more literate in like people hate investment banks, but this is how they make money. Like understanding this is becoming more and more important. And if you don't want to go ahead, but you're going to be left behind at, at the risk of sounding just terribly corny. Just, just that whole knowledge is power thing. Like just, just understand what, what the concepts are and what the structures are just so you can make better decisions. And honestly, just, just make a better life for yourself, make more money, make knowledge is power. Yeah. And it's terribly fascinating shit. Like, I, on the reg, read economics textbooks. Wow. So, yeah, You're so cool. <laughs> I wish I could be like you, Frank. 
<laughs> fucking economics textbooks. Oh my god, that's like I'm. I gotta push my pants down. I got that tent popping up again. Uh, it's about yeah. How like I, it, how? Oof. Man, I can't imagine the amount of ladies that Mrs. Frank has to be like scared of because you read economics textbooks. Oof, oof. I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a it was a precursor when I was 12. My dad had me read The Wealth of Nations before I started trading stocks. Ah, yeah, I did, we did. And we did had start trading stocks. We had very sep- different lives at 12. You know that, right? God. So I found my, my dad dad's porn stash about that time. He had me read that book, and then he said, just so you know, that's, like, how free market capitalism works, and that's what you participate in when you're, like, buying stocks. Oh. And then then I read Keynes and uh, uh, Marx, and I, I read, for everything that you learn in macroeconomics before you get, essentially to year three, um... I I read before I was seventeen. Frank, can you love it? Frank, that's that's awesome that that you were exposed to that at at a young age, a lot younger than almost everyone else uh, gets that. But I think you're probably the the exception and and, and not the rule. Right. Um, but that's put you in a unique position, you know, later on and later on in life to have a have an advantage over a lot of other people too. Yeah. Your perspective on this whole fucking this, the, the, like what we walk into as adults in America, your perspective on it is very different than other people and probably the better perspective to have. Jesus at 20, uh, 12 years old, I was learning how to reload ammunition. Right. That's right. It's not awesome. So so (laughs) I, I will say it like it did distance me from several, things that i i rediscovered later on in life because like the shit that i wanted to talk about and learn in school was this stuff because i read like uh, people go oh yeah rich dad poor dad whatever i read that book when i was 11 so okay that book 90 percent of the time people read that in fucking college um as like this is what a responsible adult does with finance but i was like oh yeah read this book it's a good book i read it fucking loved it then I was like, Dad, I need a stock account. And he goes, okay, here's the Wealth of Nations. It's like fucking 380 pages. Um, uh, and see, I read people, people in our high school read Birth of a Nation, and that's a different thing <laughs> altogether. I, hey, I remember us kicking ass at the AR Reader program. Oh, fuck yeah, because there was pizza involved. That's why I did well. That's right. We got the pizza party at the end. How many, how many books did you have to read? Dude, well, uh, just a couple if you read the huge ones. The right ones. I read Three Musketeers, and I fucking yeah. won it. I just got this shit taken I care I of. I took one... the test for me. Ah, well, I, I think we Moby did that. Dick. That sucked. I think you took that Don't test for me. I'm going to tell you, that, so at that age, while I was reading these business economic books, <laughs> oh, I had to write a book report on a selection of books. Okay. okay, yeah. And Harry Potter was a book in that list. And that book was, um, I don't know. I, I think I held it, held on to not reading a page in that book till like the Wednesday before the test and the test, the book report was due like that Monday. So I opened it and, you know, fucking sixth grade, you're a slow reader. 
So I was like, ah, I can knock this out, whatever. So I read this and then I do the whole like one, two, skip a few chapters. Uh-huh. That happens. I skipped Quidditch. Oh, yeah, that's a problem because that's like a major point of that book. See, you were doing Very all that shit. Book. Okay, by the time you were doing all that shit, Frank, and un- admittedly, we're the same age. By the time you were doing all that shit, our school district, Kevin and I's school district, had cut out accelerated reading. We weren't fucking worried about reading at that point because by that point we were in like sixth grade and people had better shit to do like fucking test prep for school testing, you know? And that's should a bit we, of a problem. Okay, should, I, we no, the beer, should, should we do the beer count? We right need now? we need to do a beer count and we need to move on to the topic that I just sent to the chat because I agree, it is I agree. fucking <laughs> It, like I, when I say that Kevin and I have known each other for a long ass time, hey, 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 play the beer count. Play well, the beer no, count I want I want his headphones to be on here. He he, he wants this. He uh, needs this. Kevin and I have known each other a long ass time. Okay, and there are a few things that we have got to discuss on this cast. One of them being this. We we just got done with the beer count. Look at his face light up. It's, like it's Christmas morning. Yeah, ye, hear ye. It's time for a beer count. Listen to this track. Beers. Yeah, that's right. Beers. Kevin, this is your first beer count. Kevin, how many beers have you had on this podcast this evening? All right, so so I'm on to my third beer, but I, I'm, I'm really glad that we're going back to beers on the discussion. So yes. I started off with Rolling Rock, and I, I just... I like it. It's simple. It's so it's good. Drink. It Rolling Rock out of a can is one of the best beers in America. It's up so, there with Pabst and Lone Star for me. So you mentioned something on the cast before that I have to bring up. Uh, so I don't remember saying this, but it sounds like me. You mentioned once before that that I ordered Rolling Rock when I was with my was to become my in-laws because I wanted to, to oh it was to your look. in-laws okay I, I I thought for some reason in my memory my fucked up beer memory I thought you were with your future employer when you were in college Either one. I, I really don't know which one it was I, I I don't know if it was in-laws or who it was it may all I know is if, if it was if it was my in-laws um uh, th- that was unnecessary so <laughs> <laughs> there was I, I'm gonna provide a quote here. Shortly, oh God, I think this is after we were married. But one of one of my in laws, uh, it was it was a cousin uh, that we were at a family gathering. He's a single single uh, uh, man in his twenties. Was 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 out in the dating scene, and he said, "If she can't drink beer out of a can, I don't want anything to do with her." So you're <laughs> trying to impress I'm that person. Rock. I'm like, I don't need to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> This was unnecessary. <laughs> Let me go get my scotch. Yeah, I can't yeah, do this. Yeah. So, so I had I had Rolling Rock that started off the night great. That was that was good. Um, my second go to is is New Belgium's Voodoo Ranger, the Juicy Haze IPA. Excellent that was choice. Probably the first IPA that I really fell in love with. And there there used to be a, a brewery that that starts with the letter F that I'm not going to say that, that I really liked. That, Thank that you. I, I don't I, that I avoid now and. Brian told me he said, "Hey, look at look at New Belgium. They 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 do a bunch of different things, um, and it it is pretty um, just just pretty solid, pretty consistent. So I've get and he was right. So whether it be the Voodoo Ranger hold series, on, hold on, IPAs, hold on, you said something there. I was right. Oh, fuck off. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'll never say that again. But no, they're they're consistent, and they've got they've got some good beers. And the Juicy Haze IPA is something that I've just fallen in love with. Is 
You can find next, it everywhere, can't you? Yeah, yeah, you can. And next to Rolling Rock, that's my that's my go to beer. That's I probably buy Voodoo Ranger more now than I do Rolling Rock. Well, I'm 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 glad of, of for that. Like I feel like oh my god, I'm wiping a tear away from my eye. My baby boy yeah. Kevin has grown up in the beer world. I'm so happy. No, that's uh, beer drinking has grown from just something that I do, you know, to, as, as I'm spending time around other people to something that's kind of fun to go out and find new stuff and understand what I'm drinking. So I, I had the Voodoo Ranger and then I moved on to something that's that's been really new to me recently. Tup's Brewery, we have not got in central Oklahoma. It's my third Frank's, beer of the night. Frank's eyes are opened wide tonight. He's 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 about yeah. to he's about to finish. So take it easy on him. Yeah. So I'm on my third beer. Um, so <laughs> Tups has just recently got into Oklahoma, right? Or recently got into a market where I can catch it. Right. I start seeing the Tups. Um, the juice box has been good. I really enjoy that. Um, they've had another one that's a uh, a, a peanut butter stout. Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna screw up the name, but God, I absolutely love that one. I think it's grown called. Full grown man or something. Full like grown that. man child, I think, is what it is. Oh God, it's 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 wonderful. That's for me. Like, um, that's that's my favorite beer of 2020 that I've had. Um, I don't have that one right now, but I have full grown Nick, um, which is which is a, a 12.1. Um, uh, I think that's a, a barrel aged stout. Um, I'll look in here further on it, but um, it's good. I did have to. I have to set my expectations on this one. Um, it's it's very very uh, spicy. It's it's got a lot of different things in it. Oh, so it's like um, their Christmas bomb. It yeah, is their yeah, Christmas. Uh, bomb. I have made a mistake. Uh, it is a full grown pastry chef with peanut butter. That, okay, yeah, that's the that's the full grown full grown man. Yeah, yeah, and that one I, I I really love. I've had that one a couple of times, and it's just it's fantastic. Full grown Nick is is not quite as good for me, and just in terms of how how I drink it, but yeah. Um, it, it is good. I just, I mean, I it's set my expectations to know that it's going to have a lot of spices when I drink it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that beer is still a, what, how, what's the ABV of that? 12.1. Holy fucking a. Yeah. Dude, I, I am an ABV chaser. That, that is, oh, as I, as <laughs> you're, into, you're what we call a size queen in the, oh, beer yeah, world. That's, <laughs> that's a Parker. Yeah. He calls, he calls himself a, a size queen or an ABV slut or, Dude, uh, I, I am totally a Jersey chaser on this. <laughs> Um, I will. I will. Jersey Chase. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That, yeah, that works the same way, but we're gonna play it as if it did. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I make it a point. Um, I just learned early on. Like I had, I had an Imperial Stout that was that was aged, uh, you know, an aged Imperial Stout. Um, yeah. Several years ago, and just freaking loved it. The uh, that little bit of burn that you get with those high alcohol content beers. Yep. God, that that really hit it for me. I loved it, and all of a sudden. I went from not ever liking any dark beers towards yeah, I, I liked them. Um, so yeah, the what, what you're picking up on is ethanol burn, and ethanol burn can come from either really well aged high ABV beers, or <laughs> it's it's weird that it works this way. Poorly fermented high ABV beers, and both of them produce the same ethanol burn. However, what I will say from experience is they will age differently. Okay, so if you yep. have a if you have you say buy a four pack of a beer that you really enjoy and you're like oh I love that burn that's fantastic, that's great. If it's made from someone who doesn't give a shit about how a, like how the beer is fermented, after you know three four or five years uh, when you drink it, guess what? That burn may not be the same. 
Or it may be the exact same. If it's the exact same, that that was a well-fermented beer. If it is this raisiny soy sauce, or as I have come to know it as the uh, gochujan, uh, like Korean chili sauce, uh, like flavor, it is. Yeah, it's not. Good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, that's what we picked up in the. Um, uh, prairie bomb, like prairie Christmas bomb, five year vertical. Okay. Yeah, your recent prairie experience was better than mine. Uh, no, it wasn't. I guarantee it was not because I know your prairie experience and I know how much ABV I ingested uh, to to understand my prairie misexperience. Let me just tell you right now. I'm gonna go through my beer count real quick. So I've got. I had three beers on this cast tonight. I had two Thrilla and Brazilas. Um, from Petacolis Brewing Company out of Dallas, and then now I am drinking their The Son of Quad, their uh, ninth anniversary Belgian quad that they produced. They produced uh, two two anniversary beers. I just threw this on the fucking wow, that was amazing. They produced two anniversary beers, a Belgian quad and a uh, German uh, Doppelbach. I wish I had the money to buy the German Doppelbach as well because. I kind of want to see what it tastes like now. I had my doubts. I know that Petacolis is a traditional like Belgian English brewery. Um, and from my experience, some of their lagers, some of their like cleaner, or their cleaner beers have not been so clean. Um, so I was going to try their Doppelbach, or I wanted to try their quad, knowing that their their Belgian beers have been pretty good. But now I want to try their, their Doppelbach. I think it would be fucking delicious. Anyway, uh, the beer that I'm drinking tonight, the, the Belgian quad that I'm drinking this evening is at a svelte 10% ABV. And when I say that it is chef's kiss, uh, a Belgian quad, it absolutely is. The Thriller and Brazilas are great, like West Coast double IPAs. They came in at 7% ABV, 7.5% ABV. It doesn't matter. Either way, they were really, really good. Um, they were made for the um, the last World Cup in Belgium or in Brazil. Um, you know, they're 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 big soccer fans down there at Petacolis. As a matter of fact, when I wore my Chelsea mask to pick up my Petacolis drive-through order, they looked at me and said. It was a bad week for you, too. And I said, yeah, of course it was, because we fucking lost two in a row. That was before we beat the shit out of our last opponent and drew with... You know what? I'm not even going to fucking talk about it. You know what? It is the winter months of Premier League soccer. This is when a lot of soccer is played. We'll all be fine in the end. And that's what I told them. And he said, yeah, you're right. We got a, we got a lot of ground to cover. And since then, we've played literally fucking four games. Uh, so, and uh, COVID willing, we'll continue playing good good games. Uh, Frank, what is your beer count this evening? I saw you step away for a second. I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming you picked up another beer? Uh, no, so I still have this one. Uh, I had the, uh, I've got three. Okay. I'm on the Leonardo at the moment. <clears throat> the Ooh, Italian Pilsner. The Italian Pilsner. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Oh, look how clean that shit yeah. is. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you, you St. Elmo, you cannot go wrong. Um, Dude, I mean, I, I've not had a bad style. I've not had a bad, well, in general, bad beer. They had this thing um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. We were at their brewery, and they uh, they had this barrel-aged stout yeah. sort of like tasting, but it was it was kind of Solera style where they, so they did- They like, did a blending? Yeah. They were blending stouts across 
like seven years. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, so they had, I think they had 14 kegs mm-hmm. total of the five different varieties. Yeah, maybe it was like 15, but it was like three kegs per. And um, the kegs were out. They, they opened them Friday. They were out by Sunday at like one. Were they blending off the taps? So like no, quarter, quarter, no. quarter? So, no. So they had they had a number one, which was like four or sorry, four. Three kegs blended. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, based on the you know yeah. ratios. Okay, so that's two and number three and number four and number five. We're all and the ABV just went up as it went. Uh, that's really cool. They did the blending before it went in because a lot of places who like a lot of people who own brew pubs uh, along with a brewery will blend at the tap. But for them to take the time and blend off of barrels into a like a what they call a bright tank is really really good that means they have confidence in their blending technique that's fantastic and they saw they did sell bombers uh i didn't buy them at the time because i was like oh i didn't i i didn't know it was a special I, release i remember I you like, texting me when you went there you're like have we uh, had these guys and i was like i've never had it with you but they are fucking great <laughs> yeah saying elmo is phenomenal i've only heard good things and i'll i'll be back like They're it really, bums really me good. out it bums me out that i can't go down there with you to saint elmo and it bums me out that we also We'll never have skull mechanics again. That oh, really that's fucking biggest. That's the biggest loss of the Austin beer scene. I don't think people even understand, especially like what Brian was talking about about Japanese rice lagers, and they they, they had on their menu. They had five different kinds mm-hmm. of Japanese rice lager. Like these guys, it's a huge, huge loss to the Austin beer community. They were doing things that my no one hope, else wanted to do. My hope is that other big Austin Brewers because there are plenty down there who's still doing really well picked up the people who worked at uh, Skull Mechanics and like employed them honestly that's what it boils down to like I want I want to keep those brewers in the Austin brew scene because otherwise we're going to have an amalgamation of fucking essentially Jersey chasers, which is what we have here in Dallas people who chase styles that are hyped up by other parts of the of the country and um they don't produce anything that is originally Dallas. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. so da- Dallas has a bunch of people, Pedicolis being the, the exception and maybe like one or two others that produce styles that are unique here to Dallas. Um, but Austin had the opportunity to like produce that scene and with skull mechanics, St. Elmo, Jester King, obviously, um, Blue Owl, like produce thing, and it, I mean hell, I mean we're even talking Allstat and uh, uh, fucking why, why can I not think of the name of the other German like, or the other Belgian wit beer brewer? Oh yeah, Celis, Celis, Jesus fucking yeah. cr- wow, my my but, vacation but, brain let, has okay, gone. Okay, let me tell awry. you, let me tell you, but like what, what like they per- all produce very unique styles of beer that are yeah. outside of the hype styles that but should be produced. You, you will never, and I know I said it on the last cast. If you're in Freddy'sburg, go to Allstadt. Allstadt Brewing, Brewing, um, Brewing. <laughs> they, uh, no, they make they make fantastic beers, but also their food's great. I so do. It's, it's, like I, I like I said, like I hesitated going all in on Allstadt because I knew that your opinion of them and the way they approach their their. It's just the marketing. The marketing is overkill. But at the same Don't time, it. is it? 
Because if it draws in four more people to Fredericksburg to appreciate the fucking wonder, but it's okay. Here's here's there is there is something sacred to Fredericksburg. Okay, there is, and it's you don't the, need the low number. You don't of people. need to That's hype it. it it's yeah. already hype. It's like it's like Napa Valley wineries running shit. But in that's fucking a, San Francisco. But that's like, the come thing. to fucking XYZ Winer. It's like, no, that doesn't happen. But they feel People like they ha- and they're like, holy shit, this is good. But they feel like they have to. Someone. They feel like they have to because their dem- target demographic is 21 to 34. And I get it. They're the I people who, who, who buy into the hype rather than the people who are in their 50s who go out there and they're like, no, this is some fucking good ass beer. I don't give a shit what you say. I've only drank Coors Light and Coors Banquet my entire life, but I'll drink this Allstat Lager. Rolling Rock. Oh, Rolling Rock. Yeah, you know that's how how I pronounce Lager, right? That was a that was a thing. Okay, so real quick, I've mentioned right. I've mentioned several times on this cast that Kevin and I have known each other a long ass time. Now I cannot stress to you the impact that this man has had on my life. Okay, um, when I say that, positive I, or negative, little column A, little column B. Okay, because here's the deal. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned on this podcast several times that I have I was a Boy Scout growing up. That's right. I've endured the things that I, I, I actually I have not. I've never endured the things that other thousands of people have experienced across the country. My Boy Scouts of America experience was wonderful. Okay, uh, and there were some things that I experienced that were more than wonderful. They were hilarious. Is this, sorry, is this confession hour now? No, this is not. Just wait. Just 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 bear with me for a second. So. I invite, I remember I MLM'd Kevin into joining the Boy Scouts of America. Like, it was like sixth grade, seventh grade? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I think it was fifth. I think it was fifth. Fifth grade? That makes sense. That was about the time I became a Boy Scout. Uh, You you cross over from Weebelows 2 to Boy Scout, okay? I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, of course (laughs) you didn't because you only made it on one camp trip. Which no, there was two. I made it on two camp trips. Two? Okay. Well, the one that I remember, the only one that I remember, where was with. Okay. So full disclosure, my brother-in-law was the scoutmaster, which he was at the time like twenty-five, leading a bunch of fucking eleven-year-olds onto us. We didn't die. I I don't know how we survived. Yeah, no. We didn't die. I don't know how we made it either. We went to Chickasaw Wildlife Refuge. Was that that time or was it the Choctaw. Sorry, it's no. Chickasha. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> the town is Chickasha. The, 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 the wildlife resort. Chickasaw. Yeah, it's Chickasaw Wildlife I'm, Resort. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oklahoma fell on its head when it was yeah, born. Yeah, no. Oklahoma <laughs> was born on its head. You can just say the that. The whole fucking state. Miami? No, it's Miama. Okay, yeah. fuck me. What hey, do I know? Uh, it's Al- Alex. No, it's we, Alec. We okay, fuck me. We don't I, treat word letters correctly here. We don't. Paola, Paoli. Uh, what? What is the other one? Little Axe and uh, what's the other? Pink is not pink. It's actually Pank, which is something that is off the grid pronunciation. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard that. I've been to Pank. Yeah, you, now you've been to. When I was there. No, you you were in Pank. You just pronounced it pink. <laughs> oh, I think I'm guessing it's because they didn't want to be like, yeah, our founding fathers were so dumb they just. Pick the color. <laughs> By fathers, you mean uncle fathers? Yes, then yes, absolutely. Uh, but no, Kevin uh, uh, Kevin joined us on one particular campout. Uh, because we had been... By that time, we'd been to several Boy Scout campouts. By several, I mean two. Kevin joined us uh, at this... Uh, whatever campground it was, uh, it had a climbing wall, 
which was very difficult to to like for fucking 11 year olds it is goddamn difficult i'm not even gonna lie oh you kevin's calling me a pussy it doesn't matter <laughs> it was fucking difficult because it had like uh holes carved out in the rock and you had to climb over and across this whole thing but the main thing that i remember was in boy scouts you had to have a a, a certification if you will fuck those badges no it's not even badges <laughs> they were called okay so what's kevin what what happened to kevin is he joined boy scouts didn't get the memo that you have to have a woodland chit in order to carry a knife or a, I don't know, I'm just going to call it a pyro chit because I don't remember what the name is, but basically it had to be certified to start a fire. Basically, to ensure that the child who is wielding a knife is capable of wielding said knife without removing a fucking digit and who can start a fire without burning the forest down, okay? Neither of which Kevin was certified with when he joined us on our first campout. Kevin holds the record for me. In my experience, the person who had the most knives removed from him in a single Friday, Saturday, leave on Sunday camp out. Kevin Still didn't get them all. No, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, that's the scary part. Kevin, do you remember how many knives that my brother-in-law had to remove from your person? I think he removed two and I still had two left. To my ass, Kevin. You are remembering that wrong. Because I talked to Anthony not too long ago and he informed me that it was the scariest moment he's had as a scoutmaster. Because he removed 12, 12 knives, Kevin. 12. Uh, was it 12? 12. Do you not remember? You had mini Swiss Army knives that were like, those oh, are, I can. Those aren't knives. Those are just like fingernail cleaners. That's what you said <laughs> at the time as, as an 11-year-old. That's what you said, okay? You were, you were like, oh, those are just fucking files and shit. Like, no, oh, they have straight blades on them. You're like, ah, what are you going to do? 12, okay? 12 knives. Yeah. So what, what's, what's He called you. He, you earned the name Little Sparky. During that, do you do you remember why? Because I lost my eyebrows, right? Because you were in the fucking fire that you were starting. (laughs) (laughs) I did lose my eyebrows around approximately that same time period. (laughs) I wonder why. Because you were in the fucking campfire that you started. (laughs) Like every night, it was amazing. In every cool action movie, there's somebody jumping out of a fire. You were in it when it was started, though. That's the difference. You weren't jumping out of it. He was cold. Give the man a break. He was cold. Oh, my God. It was also like September or October in Oklahoma. If if, if you're not for a fire. No. If 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 you didn't lose an eyebrow via fire, did you live? No, absolutely not. Like, I, I, in in my defense, I feel like it was sold to me wrong. Like nobody in my family had ever done Boy Scouts, so they were useless in terms of telling me what it was. Well, first off, so your was, family is a bunch are a bunch of fucking survivalists in Central <laughs> Oklahoma, so they didn't need to be Boy Scouts. They were just raised. <laughs> that that's 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 all that's all accurate. But so it it, it was it was it was sold to me as. Um, you get to go on some really cool camping trips, hang out with people that you already want to hang out, and just and just have fun in the wilderness. And I was like, "Sweet, I'm game. I already know how to camp in the backyard. I can I can kill animals and eat them. Um, I'm good." We were rock climbing. Why do I need to prove to some other man that I know how to use a knife? I've got plenty of knives. Some, some other man. You're eleven. <laughs> That's all of this. All of this is accurate. Um, 
but 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 yeah, I brought. <laughs> mean, I brought mean, like, meanwhile, any- meanwhile, Frank showed up with his Wealth of Nations textbook. Yeah, exactly. That's how we were living very separate lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I I brought. God, I. I don't think I brought a butterfly knife. On yes, you did. Side. God damn it. Oh, you did. You did. You had a I butterfly a knife. With brass knuckles. You had brass knuckles. You had a, what do they call an, an assisted opening knife that looked like a goddamn oh, switchblade. spring. Yeah. Oh, it's a spring. <laughs> the fucking double-sided <laughs> so, blade so, just shoots out of the handle. <laughs> oh God. I, so we, we had a conversation about this the other day. We, we went on a, on a, on a camping trip, kind of camping. It was in a, a glorified cabin. Um, but um, I remember, Growing up, so so my father was in was in uh, law enforcement. Um, I uh, I was I had the opportunity to have a lot of equipment, a lot of material equipment out of evidence. Yeah, I was gonna say um, you you had access to an evidence locker, is what you had. That's that's the best way to say. It. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, I had I had weapons. I had knives. I, we had guns. That was used at a trial at one point. The police had confiscated and just it was just distributed out after that. Kevin, do you remember um, the time the time in college when you showed me your plastic brass knuckles? Yeah, there was a reason behind those. I can't remember what it was, but for some reason <laughs> I felt said, like there was I was gonna have to go through a metal detector and not you have said my and brass knuckles found. You said and I quote, I gotta fly, so I gotta take these bad boys with me. <laughs> God, where was I going? This <laughs> like Jesus. Topeka or some shit like that. Yeah, that's, that's so. That's, you took brass knuckles, plastic brass knuckles that he could hide in his wallet. <laughs> I shit you not. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my dad once to, told me. My dad once told me, take your key and put it through your knuckles. No, he had that's a about plastic as as this family, a plastic got. serrated <laughs> version that he kept in his fucking wallet. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I've I've still got a bunch of those. Um, of I, I, course I you do. I butterfly knife on a regular occasion, just as a as like a, a fidget spinner. Yes, um, that was the original we, fidget spinner for you. Was hey, a fucking we, butterfly we knife. Got into a really good habit of, of we can we can toss the the butterfly knife up in the air while it's closed and have it open in such a way that we can catch it. And, and, and we only cut ourselves like you know half the time. Why? Kevin, why? Why do you all own these things, Kevin? Do you see what God, I have I don't right know, now? Because I lived in a trailer park. He here. did live in a trailer park for a while. You did. I, I do remember that in college. So you see what I have, Kevin? It's a yes, butterfly it bottle opener. It's bottle not a knife. <laughs> it's not. Jesus, a knife. You can sharpen those edges. Though. Okay. All right. Not necessary because it's only you can, used. You can. You can still shank someone with it. Why would you not want to? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the right question to ask. Why wouldn't you cut someone? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, did, I had a lot of knives. I didn't like people taking away my knives. I started hiding my knives. I remember um, when, when my brother-in-law had to hand back all the knives to your parents when they picked you up. And it took a, a time. It took a significant amount of time for him to hand back all the weaponry he discarded you of like it was it well, was Ke- i mean kevin well, was kevin, like a boss kevin. level like 11 year old you know when you if you defeat the <laughs> boss level you get all you pick up all this ammo and all these different like specialized guns that was him except mm-hmm. with knives and fire starters well it, okay so here's the thing kevin was ready to get lost in the woods and none of y'all fuckers were uh yeah because it was a weekend camp out in a fucking state park you know what I mean? Like you never know, Brian. You never know when twelve knives and fifteen fire starters. That was come in that, handy. Hey, that was my first time out with Boy Scouts. I didn't know how you guys rolled. 
I didn't know what was going yeah, we on. We weren't going up to the fucking right. west, the east side boys and be like, okay, we're going to start a fight. We got to cut them deep. The little, sa, sa, sa. the little guy. We were 11. We were all little guys. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, there's always yeah. a little guy. Yeah. yeah, but there was one that was weak. <laughs> you didn't want to be the weak one? No, no. Just just as 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 we get hungry. As we got hungry. We somebody. That's the right. fucking, yeah. I mean, yeah. Piggly. Lord of the Flies over here fucking yeah. goes to town on everyone. I agree. I agree. I just, I, I just was, didn't. And let it be known, I made it through two, through two campouts. Uh, over a period of probably three weeks, um, <laughs> and was, then I was quit because un- was under a I month. <laughs> I, I realized that to get to just there was a level that I lived at with fire and knives. That <laughs> the amount of work I was going to have to do to get to my normal was too much. And I was like, I'll go on every camping trip with you. You guys just call me beforehand. I'm not doing all this other BS. I hate how you call it my level because your level is terrifying. <laughs> as a as an 11 year old, I've never seen so many knives taken off someone. And I remember the other kid that I was worried about on that camp out being like, you know, the kid that I've camped with my entire life. I'm like, wow, that gets fucking wild. And then Kevin, who I've known my entire life, basically comes on. And I'm like, wow. Kevin's even more wild than that kid because Kevin's like playing with flaming logs and shit. Like he was, it wasn't even like no. Okay, he's making it sound like he's a very he was it was a very normal experience. He got the nickname Sparky because he was playing with burning logs, and it wasn't like it a fun like oh cool. Can you imagine being that twenty five year old responsible? Yes, for this eleven year old. I dude. can. It's like he's getting ready to set south southeast. Eastern, uh, Southern uh, Oklahoma on, on fire. fire. Yeah, because it was like September, October. It's like peak. Like ah, it's real sketchy to be starting a yeah. fire anyway. Right now, <laughs> the the only reason Broken Bow exists today is because of Brian's brother-in-law and not How letting did he not just start smoking, just dealing with the stress. I, I don't know, but I, out there. I, I, I mean, I. It's a fucking miracle that he survived through all that without having a goddamn aneurysm. Because I, at 25, would absolutely have had an aneurysm dealing with a bunch of fucking 11-year-olds. I was 11. I'd survived for 11 years. Yeah, you're 11 years. You're 11 years surviving as a... As like a police officer's son is very different than most people surviving as an eleven year old. You know what I mean? Because at eighteen, you handed you handed me a sawed off (laughs) pistol grip shotgun, and you're like, "Let's shoot some skeet." And I was like, "I don't think that's a good idea." (laughs) Like, (laughs) do you remember that that bachelor party we went to where we almost got shot? Oh, the bachelor party where our friend Aaron played a cool prank Jesus. on us where Kevin is handing me a fucking Glock 9mm pistol. That's 40. I don't use a four, 9. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to <laughs> I don't use 9. I'm sorry. Bitch move. <laughs> Not enough stopping uh, power. Glock 40 he's handing to me and our the the bachelor who we're you know, uh, celebrating there uh, decides to crawl around the truck that we're standing by with a 12 gauge shotgun and fire downrange at the exact moment that Kevin is handing me this pistol. Okay. I peed a little bit. Kevin and I both. This, this, this right here. This right here. First off, that explanation, that has got to be an Oklahoma bachelor party. Yeah, that, that is an that Oklahoma. Is a that's a do a do rant Oklahoma bachelor terrible. party is what that is. Oh, Jesus, that was, and there was so much alcohol consumed. I mean, that is the you... most redneck shit I think so, we've said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on this. While we're on this. 
I want to advocate. Please do not consume alcohol in any way, shape, or form with firearms. Absolutely not. It was a, and by a whole lot of alcohol. Honestly, we were very responsible with the amount of alcohol we consumed before firing or fishing. Right? Like we we went about this in the correct way. It's not like we had bloody marys and then fucking you lost whiskey an shots. Ear, damn it. I, well, okay, that was different. Okay, that was I lost an ear to the sun. Okay, and we know on this podcast that Brian is irresponsible when it comes to sunblock or sunscreen. I will fry and and bubble like a goddamn like a, a like salmon skin handles heat better than I do. Okay. So anyway, no, no. What he's talking about is different. We all were pretty responsible, like like a beer or two before firing off guns. That's normal. What's not normal is what my coworkers do and sometimes send me bo- pictures of empty bottles of screwball whiskey uh, in the front, like in the cup holder of their truck as they're driving down like their their deer lease roads. I'm, so- I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Your coworkers are doing this? Someone's coworkers are. Yes. That's not very smart. It's not very at all. But there's also their land, uh, and then and, and, which is okay. Yeah, yeah okay. So fine. the fence line doesn't move, no yeah, matter whose fin- land. Yeah, it is. D- but I mean, we're talking about hundreds of acres in Central Trees Texas. Trees don't move. Like, eh, that's fucking eh. stupid. Is but what it's that is. it's stupid, but it's not dangerous to other people, right? Because they're. You're right. You're th- right. That's, it's that's just going to be I'm really sad at. for your family when yeah, you show up without a deer and yourself. Uh, and comparably. When your eleven-year-old Com- show comparably, comparably, when your eleven-year-old shows up without a ring finger because they're in permanent shocker mode because their fucking knife went off, cut it off altogether. You know what I mean? That was the Boy Scout PSA. I'm gonna I'm gonna record that and send it to him. Like when you're okay. Went so off. just just a thing here. What? Okay. Huh? Um, this deer lease that I go out to sometimes in uh, West Texas. There is another guy on the lease who regularly takes out a 30 pack of uh, Budweiser mm. and what comes a back trash with about human six, being. Comes back with about six, okay? <laughs> He's out there from 7 a.m. till about 4 p.m., 5 p.m. when the sun goes down. What takes him so long to get through 24, you know what I mean? Okay. There has been several times accounted where uh, he has forgotten his gun in the... Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's different. It's one thing uh, to drink and drive Brian, into a tree. Brian, Brian, it is 24 beers. It's, okay? one, I think, it's one I thing. Think to... It starts with an empty bottle of screwball, and then ah. it, it elevates to, holy shit, my gun's in the deer blind. Here's rattling McRattleson coming up the road because of all the empty <laughs> bottles. And then, oh, yeah, there's a deer. Can someone help pick me up? Uh, you um, know what? Did he get a deer? All right, we're oh, good yeah. then. All right, yeah. we had, yeah. He had a steady enough hand to shoot the deer, or at least in Michael Scott's case, yeah, had to stab it 13 then times. Help. <laughs> stab I'm, it 13 times. Saying, Why are you asking? Uh, yeah, don't, don't to, to Kevin's point, let's not, uh, you know, mix up the old drinking and shooting. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's no. bad times. It's a bad horrible. Time. It's yes. a horrible experience. And honestly, it's one of the things that... Even the like one beer that I had before, even shooting like because we were shooting like water bottles and shit like downrange uh, by a pond. Even after that experience, I was like, I'm fucking done drinking and shooting ever. That is horrifying. So, so Frank's showing us a pair of shoes right now. Well, I'm glad this- you got it as a pair of shoes because honestly, it looks like an abstract painting yeah, so, from so this angle. On. So. so- are you considering buying these or have you bought them? No, Good they've question. been bought. 
They uh, no not not a word. ESL Botten's not a word. Botten's not a word. <laughs> I tell my my five year old daughter they, that every day. They've been botten. So, hey, not hey, it. So so from from my perspective, I've never seen any of the shoes that Frank's bought. Holy it's kind of been interesting shit. listening to him talk about them because mm-hmm. I, I I I get you know having having a shoe culture or buying something that 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 makes sense. I buy a bunch of crazy stuff and same same sort of thing. But and knives so, apparently at age eleven. Yeah. yeah, that was that was. I just found those. You know, those <laughs> uh, Evidence. Th- those shoes. Cabinet. I wouldn't wear them, but they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, so these these are the other ones that I got today. Did you just buy um, those these, today, Frank? No, no these these couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. They just shipped. Just oh, got the okay. email that they shipped. Yeah, it actually the, brought up the bit. Listening to the cast, I've really wanted to see. Like that's one of those things. I, I just get the the, the 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 audio representation of what the the shoes are. I've really wanted to know what Frank's style is because it could be off the any fucking wall. And that is what I expected. That is what I expected. <laughs> what is that? Is that a fucking? Is that a, a trident on no, the side it, of the it's, shoe? It's, it's a baseball glove. SB Doug. Is that base? Is it supposed to be baseball? Wow! It's a baseball, baseball glove. SB Doug. Yeah, it's a baseball mitten. That's not oh, bad. Uh, that's 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 one that I could I could I could totally wear that. So. Uh, okay, this is one I guarantee you you cannot wear. Okay. Ah, he's always got like, one of these, Kevin. He's always got at least one. The of ones these. you keep oh, there it is. the ones that, that, that are worth the most. No, right? these yeah, are worth Frank, a lot. that's a, that's a yeah. tie-dyed uh like is that an Jordan SB? A, J- a Jordan one? Yeah. You know only, what? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> only twelve thousand made. They're worth, cool. The swoosh is cool as fuck, honestly. Worth about I don't, don't, know. don't humble brag here. Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. Worth, worth, worth quite a bit. Yeah, well listen, I will say this. Those are actually not bad. I would actually be more willing to wear those than the baseball mitt shoes that you just showed me. Because the baseball mitt shoe looks like it was a baseball mitt from Arizona State, and I don't like Arizona State. Um, it looks also like it was... Yeah, no. Uh, it, uh, you, would you wear these? Uh, <laughs> uh, click it, yeah, through the rest would. of them. Hold on, what Jordan is that? Fives? Yeah, I'd probably wear I those. mean, it's like Jordan Fives, but like the dusty brown version. Yeah, yeah, this is sale sale white, but okay. Well, in, in on the camera here, it looks like it's dusty. Oh, maybe it needs to be closed. Okay, yeah. that yeah. looks more that, white. That, but at the same time, I would no, I would be more willing to wear the the tie dye with the really the yeah, Alvin's. Fuck right. yeah, those wow. were sick. But that's, that's why. Okay, so that, definition. That's why there's a market. I, someone that, is willing to pay shoes, for the tie dyes. Those shoes are fucking way cooler than the other shoes you showed. Except for the first one. The first one was pretty dope, not going to lie. But the baseball mitt. Did you mitt, see the turduckins that I own now? Uh, the turduckins? Did Madden make a fucking shoe? A turduncan. Oh, turduncan. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't make it any less terrible of a name. Right, exactly. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> it doesn't make it any less terrible of a name, he said. It's a mallard. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, no, don't you don't like need that. the blue. No, I don't like that at all. So, 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 so blue, for, black, for, for brown, and turd brown. Yeah, for the listeners, there's like a light brown, a dark brown, a black, and then like a blue swoosh on one side and a green swoosh. And Frank, and then an orange color. Frank, it looks like you were wearing. Oh my god! This is probably my favorite pickups of 2020. Really? That's your <laughs> yeah, favorite shoe it. of 2020? It looks like a goddamn homeless person is wearing that shoe. Oh, and not oh, like- oh! Wait, wait till one day, okay? I, I, we will do. We will do the unboxing of it. The box is something else. Is I'm just going to lead. Brown I'm going to lead bag? into it. It's it's an oven. 
Okay. Shut the fuck up. It's an it's oven. It's in my fucking closet. It takes up about half my closet. Kevin, the, uh, the Kevin is an oven. Yeah. Kevin, I, I shit you not. When when Frank showed me the the fucking what is it, the Back to the Future shoe that had its own special box and charging pad. Yeah, had a fucking charging pad with the box. Yeah, but the damnedest thing I ever saw. They're Back to the Future shoes though. So nope. I mean, that's- nope. Nope. Well, those aren't the back to the future shoes. I'm, I'm not. Doesn't matter what you say from here on out, Kevin. You're wrong. Doesn't matter. You said but, and I. It, that is a contradiction to what I have already said. Incorrect already. Because the goddamn I'm, shoe is out of this dude, world. I'm with you on some of that stuff, Frank. I mean, so don't try to you, fucking cuddle Frank's balls. That culturally relevant. They uh-uh. get to do a lot of extra things. Nope. With it. No, it's like and, you don't get okay, to do okay, a lot okay, of extra things. With okay, it. So, so the reason I do it is because as a kid, I could never afford it. Now I can. It doesn't make any difference to my ability to retire or do anything. I do it because I think it's fun. <laughs> and I enjoy buying the shoes that I want to enjoy. Like, you know, yeah. and sometimes, sometimes I wear them. Listen, and, here's the deal. I get that. I get that. And that I, I, that's one of the things that I have learned to like understand is sneaker culture on this podcast. And like, I get it. I get that. Like there are some things that uh, we get to indulge ourselves in. Uh, There are also some things that we get to invest in and that we understand that have growth, actual growth. I'm going to be honest with you. Those Turduncan shoes, they may be a step beyond because at least the Back to the Future shoes had a wireless charging pad, which is, that's technology. That's kind of cool. The Turduncans coming with a fucking oven and looking like, when I say homeless shoe, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking ill on people who live outdoors. I'm speaking ill on the people who sew three or four different shoes together and act like this is where it's at. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal on the Turduncans. Okay. Sell me. In on our sixth anniversary cast, write this down. Okay. Dive tag right now. We will we will check the resale price on those Turduncans. Okay. And we'll see What's your prediction? The more I, I predict twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred? Twelve hundred dollars on the Turduncans. Easy. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give myself a range of nine to twelve hundred because it depends on if dunks survive. You know the next. Well, year. I mean, yeah, that, but that's also a positive for you. If they don't survive in the next year, then that could drive the price even further up because that's because a design, it's demand right? base, right? Like if, if people want it. Well, dunks are always uh, fucking always in demand. No I matter agree. what. Agreed. So I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go nine to twelve hundred on those. Oh, hold up! Your first one was twelve, so you're dropping yeah, so I, it. I said my range is nine to twelve hundred in the next mm. like for the sixth anniversary. If it's not that, you know, I'll be a fool, and that's okay. Okay, all right. So you're gonna take the fool. You're gonna take the dunce cap at the sixth anniversary. I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run the fool's errand here for a bit. Holy shit! This is gonna be Let's the long play. Three hundred sixty-five days plus. Uh, right. Frank's gonna wear the dunce cap if his if his turduncans don't pull a nine to twelve hundred dollar price tag. Wow! Right. Wow! Okay, we're gonna wow. play this game. Bold move. Bold move, Cotton. We'll see how it plays off for him. Okay, so uh, we've gone a supercast at this point. It's an hour and forty six minutes. Um, but I do have one question. I cannot, like, I have to ask. Okay. And I'm gonna ask this question specifically to the person who I'm asking. Okay. So I'm gonna ask. Three questions. 
one of myself. I understand that. But Kevin. Pretty egotistical. Is, it. It's one of the things that I get to do with, you know, editing this podcast. One of the things. Okay. Kevin, what is your favorite game of 2020? The shit year that it has been. I know you're a video game player. Uh, you play you play the VGs on a reg. Um uh, you play. You play with buddies. You play with uh, everybody but myself. I'm not. I'm not. Not. Pff, not pissed not off. Better. Not better. Not at all. Uh, but you play video games. What is the best video game you've played this year? So far, I've been having having a lot of fun with The Last of Us Part Two. Um, Heard good that shit was, about that one. Yeah. So one of the things, and this is this is super small. This is this is like a little nuance that just just really gets me. There's so many games where I'm like. So say like Resident Evil 2 that came out where it was a remake. You cannot um, open any box that has tape on it until you're able to like find an eye for something like that. Um, what? Th- th- it's that specific? stupid things that I'm like, you have hands, rip it open. Um, <laughs> when, when you get to the Last of Us Part 2, they, they throw common sense into it. And... So say, for example, like you, you need to move an extension cord from one side of the map to the other. You can literally just throw it over a fence and it's totally fine. It, it works. All the mechanics Like work, in real life. There. Exactly. It, and I I appreciate that. I like knowing there's a lot of times where I scream at the screen where I'm like, why the hell can't you just do that? A normal person could do that. In The Last of Us Part Two, you can. The mechanics work well. It makes sense. Um, and it's and it's very fluid. So I give, I give Naughty Dog a lot of credit for how they... How they do that? Is that the developer um, so, of Last of Us? Yeah. Okay. I. And you then, know what? That's cool. I what, appreciate that. What about? Uh, I guess. What about interactive gameplay like uh, online shit? Do you do any of that? Man, I don't. I don't do a whole lot of that. No. Uh, I've gotten as I've gotten older. I've gotten less into online gaming and yep. more into story modes um, and shit. Really good single player story. So. Every every two weeks, I do I do a game night with me and a buddy, and we, we drink beer and we do a game, and we basically we just hand the controller back and forth doing. Like it's uh, like a old school like fucking first player only like one player yeah. only mode. So the the latest God of War was one that I absolutely loved. I've never played God of War, but I played the latest one, and just just a great story, good gameplay, something where you don't have to be involved with other people and trying to figure out somebody's doing a headshot. You yeah. Know, two seconds of getting spawned um just having a good story and having good gameplay i I really enjoy that so for longtime listeners of this podcast kevin is a reason that i have played every gears of war game there is uh because we used to play it in college we used i I used to go over to his house and uh, we would play one player like campaign mode because at the time there wasn't like a if there was a two-player mode it was never campaign uh and we used to play gears of war back when uh like it was the xbox 360 first came out yep that's where we played it and it was a fucking blast so he is he is the reason that i fucking play as many first player story modes that i do because i i'm i'm with him like i would much rather just play through a campaign on my own if the storyline is good i'll keep it going and uh explore what's happening outside of that uh i'm not a big i'm not a big multiplayer player because i'm fucking terrible at it but I am very good at, uh, at at playing against computer. Even even turning up the old difficulty mode on the computer, I'm, I'm much better. Oh heck yeah! Uh, but yeah, now Kevin's to blame for that. So I, that's why I trust his his take on what the good games are of the year. So uh, he's also the reason I have Gears Five loaded on my on my Xbox 360 right now. 
or my Xbox One, I guess. Yeah, it's an Xbox One. God damn, I'm old. Uh, mm-hmm. But then uh, he's also the reason that I wanted to fucking check out what God of War. Like I uh, God of War's good stuff. never played that game until he gave me the review that he did off the air. Play, uh, play. Uh, so if you've got Xbox Game Pass, I've never played any of the other ones, but Devil May Cry. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it's Devil May Cry three or five or, or whatever it happens to be, but it's really good. It's one of those games where um, the story is, is over the top. It doesn't necessarily make sense. It's way too dramatic. Yeah, it's fucking but, video gameplay. Yeah, it's really just fun. Um, you have a lot of fun. Um, the graphics are cool. The the story's decent. Um, and if you've got Xbox Game Pass, it's free. So yeah, play play Devil May Cry. That's another one. It was Game of the Year last year. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and I think Last of Us Part Two, I think, was up for Game of the Year this year. Well, th- thank you for that pick, Kevin. I appreciate that, uh, Frank. I'm gonna come to you with this pick. I hope you're ready for it. I'm gonna throw. Is it? It's a. It's a. It's a Either a two-parter or uh, pick A or B, okay? What is your favorite, like, whiskey of the year? or And or what is your favorite cocktail of the year? Because I know you and Mrs. Frank participated in cocktail hour, and you have a lot of connections in the, the Austin bar scene. I, I want to know, like, what your pick is for either or both of those. You're muted, just so you know. Yeah, he said shit, ladies and gentlemen. He okay. said shit, and then he shook his head. <laughs> Sound good? Yeah, Sound good. we're back. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, cocktail of the year has got to be uh, <clears throat> the Irish coffee from neither here nor there. Find it on Instagram. Um, again, I, I talked about it on the last cast. New Year's Eve. This is going to be released tomorrow. Get yeah. that shit. Yeah. Um, do that. Uh, next thing, uh, favorite whiskey, and I know Brian already knows this. Right. High, High West has a super, super curated. Oh, um, it's not even super curated. It is It is the chef's kiss of High West distilling in Utah. And I mean, I so I I knew it was rare, but I guess I didn't really know how rare it was. No, I mean we're talking like 120 bottles rare. Okay, so it's called a Midwinter Night's Dram, and it's um, phenomenal. This the one that I've got is Act Eight, Scene Two. Yep. Um, wholesale, this thing goes for like 75 bucks. Yep. If you get your hands on it resale is like and i i didn't know this okay i just i tasted it and i was like i'm doing it uh resale is anywhere from two to 350 depending yeah. on where you live in this country yeah um so very very happy that my <clears throat> my good friend across oh, you're you're muted again sorry yeah frank is making a face that i've never seen him make before but he's muted oh my no, god very very happy that he got it for me and um yeah, I'll be savoring that one. So, Brian, whenever COVID's over, oh. there will be something left of that. Because I put it I put it in a spot where I'm not going to just walk into and be like, you know, yeah, I'll have a little bit tonight. No, no, put it, no. That, put that it one. On, you know what? I'm going to ask you to do this. Put it under the the uh, laundry room sink because you don't go in there lo- enough. And that's you, where it is. When you do go in there, you're never turning anything off. So, you know what that's I mean? That's correct. Like, that's, you're right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's I, where it is, dude. I, it it you, is underneath that sink right now. When like, you sent me that, put it. when you sent me that telegram, I got. I got super excited. I was like, holy shit. I have a connection to actually drink a midwinter's night dram. That is fucking amazing. Because that whiskey is so coveted amongst people who appreciate whiskey. It's not like a... So when I said 120 bottles, I meant meant like it's like 120 cases. And it may even be more than that. Because... No, so it is not more than that. I I know it's super... In the state of Texas, they released... I believe 600 bottles total, total for the whole state. Well, and you see, that's the deal. Like, like it, it was stupidly low. And it's also not sent to every state. And I also know yeah. that it's one of those, like, if you know somebody, know somebody, then you might be able to get the whiskey. Much like, I don't know how our buddy Jay got a hold of, like, Will, Weller Antique 107, mm. but he got a bottle of it and sent it to me, and it was like it was fucking amazing. It was one of those whiskeys that I only That's drank. That's the one you killed off the other night. I did, and it fucking it made me. It made me it's like. Rated, man. Yeah, well, Hallelujah. yeah. That's if you follow us at No Beer Left Cast. Shot. It's a whiskey kill shot. But at the same time, like that bottle, just full full disclosure, that bottle got us through um, my wife's birthday, my daughter's birthday. Uh, wow. An election win, um, the 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 drama that has come with the last fucking eight months or six months of us having that bottle in our possession, and then we finished it off the other night on Christmas, and I was like, you know what? Of all things in our household, for you know Mrs. Brian being the Christmas lover that she is, uh, the last dram was actually poured to her on Christmas Ooh, and I was like you know kind. what you know what we'll we'll do that and I was, was going to say like I remember toasting to Joe Biden's win with Weller 107 like I was like you know what this, there's no better way to do this let's do it here. I, I did a I went out in the yard and then did a Formula 1 like champagne spray that's what I did <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like Spike I, Lee's champagne two spray two bottles of Andre oh fuck yeah if it's Andre so let it roll <laughs> Spike Lee, did, did you see Spike Lee's yeah. spray in in New York City? So no, he, for for the victory, for the victory, yeah. So he oh, okay, on that good. Saturday when it was announced, when I was I fin- you know I was drinking 107. He went out in the street and popped off bottles of Vive Clico and was spraying it, but not in a cool Formula I mean, that's One. That's Andre to him though. It's Andre, yeah, it's Andre to Spike Lee. But his spray was so embarrassing, Frank. I can't oh, express to you enough. Didn't shake it enough. He didn't, didn't shake it, enough. and I think it was already cold. <laughs> so when he popped wow. it, it was just like, like, oh, okay, well, that's not fun. We need to have a fucking boom and then spray it on people in like fifth, that's sixth right. row. That's, right. that's how you do it. So, like, if you want, follow Lewis Hamilton on Twitter. You'll find oh, out how to properly, you exactly how to do properly it. pour champagne. Yeah, you win that many uh, Formula One titles, you you become pretty good at the most champagne. in history. Past Schumacher this year, so, and that good for him. Yes, but honestly, I will say. <sighs> This is probably sacrilegious, but Schumacher had a lot more cheaters and a lot more competition. Uh, so I will say he had a lot more cheaters. When it comes to competition, I don't know, man, because there are more people come up through the cart circuit now. This is Formula One talk for the people listening. There are more people coming up through the cart circuit like Lewis Hamilton did 
now than there were when Schumacher was around. Because you're, you, you're right, but cheaters, cheaters, lost w- w- ability to drive. I mean, Schumacher beat those dudes, and he might have been cheating too. I, I was going to say the the the, um, the open ended uh, uh, comment to that is how much did Michael Schumacher cheat? And it was probably yeah. a lot more than Lewis Hamilton cheated, or like had well, the ability to cheat. But, but it's now. also like it's one of those things like Lewis Hamilton is our age. He's in his fucking thirties. He's still mm-hmm. got time to fucking keep adding on those victories. And he will. He and will. He will. He'll be the greatest Formula One driver in the history He's of the sport. He's so no fucking good. Um, anyway. And, and and for a while there it seemed like he was going off the rails. But okay, so but Kevin. It, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. We, 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 so, we, we took a div- uh, uh, we took a right turn there. I'm sorry. Coffee. Okay. Whoa. I wanna before we get to Brian's question, which I'm gonna ask, I wanna divert. Okay. Because they're going to go hand in hand because I think Brian has a take on this as well. So um, Brian's going to get a two-parter. You're going to get a one-parter unless you also have cigars to include here. <laughs> Coffee. Spoiler. Um, that you've had this year that you were, you know, you've become kind of a connoisseur per your message. So w- what's your what's your sort of uh, take on it? So... So I've been uh, I've been drinking a ton of ton of coffee, um, just just a habit of, of the work that I do. But um, no, nothing nothing really sticks out. I know after one of the last casts, I started Irishing up my coffee more often and more regularly. And actually, I had a, a fair amount of of decaf coffee, like from from the Keurig, <gasps> the K cap type stuff. Decaf. That, um, yeah, I know, but I what? was. It was one of those things where it was the evening night. and I was wanting okay. to drink. All right. Um, and it was one of those things where like a beer didn't exactly fit the moment, but I still wanted to have something. And I Wait. ended up just brewing an Irish coffee. And Is it, that a thing? It works. Yeah, it works really well. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. So I've been I've been doing a lot of uh, whether it be Jameson or just just like Maker's Ooh. Mark or something like that in, in some decaf coffee in the evenings. And that's gone great. Um, one of the. Just speaking of coffee, this this really brings out the nerd in me. Um, one of the gifts that I got for Christmas was a um, Bluetooth connected coffee mug that heats your mm-hmm. coffee. Shut the fuck That's up. That's the shit. That's awesome. Jesus, that is awesome. <laughs> I, I they, was saw, like, they saw the carafe too. Oh, oh. I know. And so it, this, this is made by a company called Ember. Yeah, I thought I'm like, man, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, like the the, the mug that kind of heats it. That's 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 great and all. Could do without the Bluetooth. I was like, you know what? That's that's great. Yeah. Um, I have drank an absurd amount of coffee as a result of that nice. just in the past week. Something about dude, it's, it keeps the coffee at the exact optimum temperature. So for me, it's like 137 degrees. Whenever it's at that exact temperature, like normally you're tossing out. Or for me, I'm tossing out like uh, you know a quarter of a cup of coffee because it's it grew cold or something. I drink a stupid amount now. It's unhealthy. I've been having <laughs> to change my habits <laughs> as a result. Uh, but yeah, no coffee's been coffee's been good in in 2020. Uh, I've had more Irish in the last two weeks, and then just more coffee in general after after it's been much more uh, temperature controlled. So yeah, so, it's been great. I'm gonna have to check out the old Ember cup because I've seen it on Instagram and a few other like uh, you know digital advertisements, but I've never like trusted it. If that makes sense. No, it works. But now it that works. I hear it, I, I may have to pick it up. I wanted to do an Ember mug for the wife for Christmas. Yeah, Mrs. Frank is big into coffee. That was her like birthday and present, right? I'm gonna tell you right now, they were sold out. Ah. Just went back on the site and they are back in stock. So okay. For anyone looking to do that now, the, the travel mug is a little bit more expensive than the 
the the cup itself but either or eh, what are you gonna do um you know kind of go for it so okay cool so coffee temperature controlled makes a huge difference i understand that i will say i have gotten into pete's coffee which pete's coffee is like nationally available now i'm sorry did i ask the question yet no 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 no. i was i was just piggy i was i was, I was piggybacking okay you don't I need to piggyback was, let me oh, ask okay. you your question and I then you gonna... can go off about <clears throat> pete's coffee all day okay um i'm sorry all right Sorry, that was a twofer. I didn't mean to. I, yeah, I'm, I don't host this show often, so when oh. I do, I take it real serial. I'm very, very sorry. Um, very sorry. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's talk about. Well, first off, um, can we talk about my golf game real quick? No, nah, we can't. We don't have time. Can we spin the wheel of topics, and tick, then the tick, first topic is going to be my golf game? Uh, TikTok. I, I got a Frank's uh, golf yeah. game. No, it's What'd bad. You? It's bad. He yells it. <laughs> When's the yells, last time you played? A while ago. He yells you it. You put it on one right down the gut. He he um, he yells at drivers. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like drivers. Okay. I mean, drive All delivery right. driver. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, my driving game's totally maniacal. People I who hate drivers. The people who deliver his uh, soft water uh, mechanisms. Oh, yeah. Put it next to my garage. <laughs> I'll put it at the end of the driveway, you asshole. I don't have a fucking... And then I picked that beast up, and I put it at the top, and I was like, oh, you couldn't do that with your fucking special cart, you dumbass? Wow. Um, it's the, the, the wet-ass wet water. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this, Brian. Um, okay. Yes. Twenty twenty been rough. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it has. But you have re uh, introduced yourself to your cigar game, as I well have. as um, you know, continue to flourish in the game that is coffee for you. Well, I have. So, I have. I have. Yeah. I mean, you served us like Death Knell two thousand coffee the last time we were up there. <laughs> Okay. So um, <laughs> let's I, let's let's talk through your your uh, your favorite cigars and then also because I know you smoke them in the morning because yes. I see it you yes. and Cigar Noir go back and forth about this shit all the time we do um, what what is your cigar to coffee pairing of 2020 that uh, you were blown away by so here's the deal okay so uh, as far as cigars go um i yes cigar noir uh, or uh uh what is it crypto and cigars on uh instagram has uh he's reeled me in he's reeled me back into the old cigar world um he uh he got me he got me back into the cigar game and in 2020 i have found that i have a new favorite cigar thanks to frank obviously sending me the recommendation of uh padron damaso cigars which are fantastic honestly so good it's literally like a bottle of amaretto liqueur in a cigar it's, it's not fair how consistent that flavor is either well like it, across any any padrone damaso you buy <laughs> but that's the thing like that's what makes it worth the the money honestly that's what make like produces the value of that cigar is that you know that every time you light it up it's going to taste the same way and it's going to taste amazing Anyway, yep. so I have found in my Brian ways of saying like that's cool, but you know what I mean. Like I'm 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 saying to myself like that's a good cigar, but let's see what we can find better. Uh, I have found Ave Maria Divinia cigars. Ave Maria is a brand that is made by AJ Fernandez out of Nicaragua. AJ is a fucking blending genius yeah, when it comes is, to tobacco. Uh, so for his Ave Maria Divinia cigar line, 
That is his like primo top of the top. And I fucked up. I bought his, uh, it's called the AJ clown car Corona, uh, uh, variety pack from cigars international in that came Ave Maria Divinia. And I was like this, it, like I, it was 10 cigars, all Corona style. So they're pretty short, pretty skinny. And I smoked every one of them. And I was like, Divinia is by far the best. And it, like Divinia is also a light Connecticut wrapper cigar, which as you may know, Frank and I have talked about Connecticut, not my game. I am a natural Habano Maduro wrapper cigar smoker. Uh, bigger flavors, more happy Brian is. Connecticut's but, my game. Yeah, Connecticut is Frank's game. However, all right, Ave Maria Divinia is a Connecticut wrapper cigar that is that, like when it's, when I say blows my tits off, nipples are gone, my friend. We are flat chested, Brian. Okay, it is fucking no more B cups. We are full A's and we are fucking rolling down this mountain. There's a name for that. <laughs> what is that? Mastectomy. Mast- okay, well, that's, that's too much. Okay, that's real. That happens. That's that's like a real thing. That, like there's that. an image, and it just yeah, I don't away. like that. It's a thing. It's possible that you should have not even brought that. Uh, no, it you know? blew my tits off. I don't know how else I can bring that up. It literally blew my tits off. Anyway, just switch I blew up tits my, with another word. Blew my yeah, nuts I blew, off. I blew my mind. I don't know. Like. I fine, 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 fine. Blew my nuts off. N- nipples were flying. God, now I'm just uh, now you just picture exactly. my nuts. Yeah, just castrated him. I mean, it's fine. You can, and I would still enjoy Ave Maria Divinia. And it's fucking. Say the cigar's good. No, no, no. (laughs) By by saying the cigar's good, that opens it up to like eight, nine cigars that I've had this year. You throw body parts in, though. I get confused. You may violate your body parts. No reason to include castration. You shouldn't feel. Look how fucking beautiful this is. This cigar is so amazing. I'd have a castration. I would. I would. I might. I might. I might. I would challenge you on that if you say you would. I might. There's a, there's a video clip going around of people going like, "Would you give up cheese or blowjobs?" And people were this dude is playing Rocket mm-hmm. League and he's like, "Oh, I'd give up a blowjob, no no doubt. My jaw gets so tired in the middle of it. You know what I mean?" Oh, and Jesus. at the oh, at the at the point, like, you're kind of right. Ave Maria Definia is so fucking good. Like I. I will fight people on this, Frank. I've got one saved for you, or if the next beer it's shipment Kimbo that slice I slice of cigars, it no, it's better than Kimbo Slice. <laughs> this one won't die. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a joke because Kimbo died like that hurts, Brian. Fucking like six years ago. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> this one is fucking amazing. AJ Fernandez, like if you see anything with AJ's name on it, buy it, buy it. Buy it, buy it, and you will not be disappointed. I bought the AJ Fernandez like collaboration series, which has his collaboration with H. Upman and Monte Cristo. I smoked the Monte Cristo the other day when uh, uh, Chelsea fucking drew with uh, some bullshit. Anyway, the cigar made that morning worth it. Uh, the fucking cigar was amazing. Frank, you're on mute. If you're trying to talk to me, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, it, it like the 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 Monte Cristo. I give you hand signals. I I, I could, all I saw was this. I, I saw the claw. I said, cut it out. Cut it out. Um, whatever. <laughs> no, let's coffees. Okay, coffees. Honestly, when I say Pete's, 
Like, I mean it. Like, uh, people people blow smoke at Pete's coffee because Pete's is available in a lot of fucking places. Uh, Pete's coffee is, is available in Kroger here in Texas. I don't know where it may be available near you. But they have a blend that is... Like oh, P-E-E-T. P-E-E-T, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like a person. I'm sorry. Um, they have a blend that's called like the Big Mongo. I forget what the fuck it's called. I'm trying to look at their website, and it's not showing up correctly. Um, original craft coffee. Interesting. It's fantastic. Like, when I, when I hear people talk about Pete's coffee, I'm like, ah, it's probably shit, I'm sure. Dude, no, this coffee blend is fucking amazing. Uh, I've made it in my drip coffee. Big Bang. That's what it's called. I'm sorry. I've made it in my drip coffee maker. I've made it in my Keurig coffee maker. I've made it in my fucking French press coffee maker. I've made it in my pour over coffee maker. Yeah, they're only pissed because it's owned by Nestle. I I don't give a fuck. Like, their shit is good. Like, I say that coming from uh, right now in my cabinet, I've got the Godiva coffee. Uh, They're like morning roast, which is a little bit darker roast, which if. Uh, you're into coffee. It's less caffeine. A lot of that shit gets roasted out of it. Um, but it's got a big, like, dark flavors. Uh, it's mm. good. It's not as good as Pete's Big Bang. If you want a fucking good-ass medium roast coffee, Pete's Big Bang, phenomenal. Actually, I stand corrected. It is not owned by Nestle. They make coffee from the Nespresso's. And they're actually bigger than Stumptown and more respected because Stumptown is no longer re- locally owned. Boom. There we go. Boom. Yeah. If, if you're a Stumptown cold brew person. <laughs> I, which I was. I, I love Stumptown's cold brew because it came in those like sealed, like literally like Coors Banquet bottles, like Captain, uh, Captain Crown or whatever. You had to open them with a bottle opener. Stumptown cold brew is fantastic. Hmm. But Pete's. Big Bang. Yeah, good for them. I'm going to tell you right now, they're fucking amazing. So, all right. I think that probably wraps the cast for tonight. Well, Frank, thank you for doing my job for me this evening. I really appreciate that. Uh, like Sometimes a brother's got to help another brother out. Don't. I'm not your brother. I, Get to throw him a bone every once in a while. Don't, don't throw bones either. I don't, I don't like that. But no, you know throw, what? He, I think he said throw a bond. Oh, throw a bond? Throw okay, yeah. you can throw a bond if you want to. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit with this because I feel like it's appropriate at the moment. You know, man. 2019 was the year of Post Malone. The year of uh, so many things. In 2020, what do you throw it back to? Nothing. You don't want to throw anything back to 2020. <laughs> Justin Bieber had a couple songs that were great. I mean, no, it. you don't want to throw it back to anything. You want like Soul might be the best thing to come out of 2020. That's true. Soul's a great movie. Soul's a fantastic movie. I, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. My kids have watched it. I did so good. I caught my daughter watching it, like outside of my permission today on Disney Plus. So it's so good. You know, and I was kind of okay with it when I saw her watching. I was like, you know what? You do that. You watch. Twenty twenty is just the year of perseverance. That's true. Literally survival is what twenty twenty is. It's the fucking Kevin anti Whitland shit, anti fire shit version of living did, did, did any of us think that you know when, when when march came around and we started quarantining that we would be able to do this you know nine months later and still keep sanity bro and we've been doing this on this podcast for over, almost five years so yeah you know, I, I, was, I, was, I was pouring I, I, we no were no no I, yeah to, to, 
outside of the joke no i mean yeah you no. were pre- you were prepared for it because the vaccine was going to take a while but you know you live and adapt it's kind of all you can do I've, I've been i've been surprised how how well we've been able to adapt to things and how you know th- throughout everything i've still been able to keep a positive attitude stay happy still still talk with friends and you know we're all still all still around that's that, that's honestly like the biggest blessing in 2020 for the people who can do that yeah and uh, it's 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 on that point that i will wrap for us um ladies and gentlemen this is the last podcast of 2020 thank god and unfortunately honestly because we enjoy doing this podcast we would love to do it forever um but in order to do that we need you to rate review and subscribe okay so Please uh, visit your, po- your your favorite podcast application. If they have the ability to review our podcast, review it. Be sure to subscribe to it as well. And uh, leave us a review over on your podcast application or over on Apple Podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at NoBeerLeftCast. Uh, at NBLB Beer on Twitter as well. We're there. Uh, and at No Beer Left Behind Cast at gmail.com. If you have beers that we want to review, that you want to hear reviewed, or uh, whiskeys that we should be trying, or cigars that we should be trying out, or coffee that we should be sipping on the mornings, let us know there. Okay? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate uh, Kevin joining us on our podcast this evening. It's been a blast. Uh, it's been uh, 30 plus years in the making uh, for me. Uh, so for Brian here. 30, in Nor- 33 for his mom. Yeah. What? So for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. From Kevin in central Oklahoma. Thank you so much for listening and I'm out. So many Kevins in Central Oklahoma, you never even know who this is. Um, for Frank in far, 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 far north <coughs> east uh, Mexico City, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, let's, you know, make 2021 at least three times better than 2020, which, you know, what we're, we're going to aim low and hopefully, like, shoot for this fucking moon. Um, I don't know, land in the stars. Let's say that. Um, for <laughs> also, I found I found that in 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 the holiday season, right? We all have skills. My best skill by far is always being able to tell um, what's wrapped inside my gifts by just shaking them or touching them or whatever. It's it's a gift, really. I'm out.